Ladies, are you looking for body positivity, self-love, and endless orgasms? Black Lux is the ultimate woman's playhouse that will cater to your real needs and desires. From adult toys like the new Rhythm Cowgirl, the Magic Bullet, to some sexy lingerie that will set the mood, or you can roll some spicy dice to decide what new position you want to try. It's all on BlackLux.com. BlackLux.com. That's B-L-V-C-K-L-U-X.com. BlackLux.com. The ultimate woman's playhouse. Attention Apple users, do you have a locked iOS device that was activated with a specific carrier and you want to go to a different company? TabTechUnlockSim.com can help bring your iOS device over to the carrier you want. With simple, fast, and easy instructions, you can lock your iOS device without going to an overpriced phone repair store. Go to TabTechUnlockSim.com, unlock your next device in the safety of your home for the fraction of the price. And it's easy as one, two, three. TabTechUnlockSim.com, that's TabTechUnlockSim.com, TabTech, your next device. So you qualify. What you know about this? Come on, man. Marble flows everywhere. Call the carpenter, the roof on the coops gone. Give a fuck what he sold. I'm the truth, homes. Kitchen fumed up, niggas jamming two pots. Get my Benny Hunters on. Two pots? Baby knees, shoes, partner need bail money. Just taking me back to high school. I just smell money. Niggas just right. I recollect. Hands on, Jesus really counted them checks. I'm dropping a white tee and white ones. The conversation is money, nigga. You won't see. Let's go. Come on, man. A classic album right here. I had this in the CD player, man. <laughs> in my first car. O4 Neon. I had the little cassette tape that connect to the CD player and all that playing this joint. Yeah. Let's go. You old news. Old news. A couple Porsche trucks, couple old schools. And now I don't like rappers. And that ain't this. And this ain't that. And bitch, I'm strapped. Run with real niggas that'll cut your throat. And they don't drink pep. Let's go. They just sell coke. Let's go, man. Come on, man. We the realest podcast in this bitch. Let's go. This song won Jeezy the Versus, by the way. This, this, this sold it up for Jeezy. This, this won the Versus for Jeezy. Yeah. The way he did it, too, man. Yeah. I was just like, all right, man. He got this one. Let's go. Yeah. Just cause I'm fly like a helicopter The federal rallies on my tail Birds, 
Minus the bullshit, life's great. Happy Saturday. On the peak in my life. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> You're not playing around, man. Bite your motherfucking eyelids, nigga. Let's go. Let's go. I was the man on these streets. They call me residue, I leave blow on these beats. Got diarrhea flow. Now shit on this. Even when I'm I used to hate this line right here, man. It was so stupid to me. I hate all shit punchlines, man. Me too. I hate all shit and poop related punchlines. I know what it means. I'm a hater like you. Fuck my wrist, man. Nigga, stink this. And that ain't how we play. No, fuck with mine. Get your drama like a DJ. Now tell me I ain't real. Hey, all that I'm holding got a gangsta Grizzio. To be my coop. Got a hundred niggas whipping. Everybody gon' shoot. Try me, nigga. That's your first mistake. Eat your little ass up like a Chantrell's flavor. Hope high like Domino. Yes, indeed. Try to stack my bacon up. I need extra cheese. You can try, dog, but it ain't easy. Oh, yeah. Flake with the soul. Yeah, young cheese. You still wanna talk, no man. Soft white like a last comic. Let's go. Happy Saturday. Trap or die, man. Trap or die. Thug Motivation 101. It's like 20 years, I want to say. Has it, was, it been 20 years? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's been 20 years, man. Wow. That's, Around that uh, time. Yeah, it was the, is this week it, the anniversary? It was the anniversary this week, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't believe, I think it was even, tw- no, you know what? Not 20 years yet. I think it was like random ass 16 or 17 or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I did predict you were going to maybe bump in with Riding Dirty because that was a, a 25th anniversary of that. Really? But geez, yeah, it was. This 25? week. 25th anniversary of Damn. Riding Dirty by UGK. Jesus Christ. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, man. It's been a long time, dog. It's man. shit. It's crazy to think 25 years since that classic album came out. But Jeezy's good too, man. Yeah. Jeezy always gets you hyped too. So, yeah. like, we roll with Jeezy, but also shout out to UGK, RIP Pimp C. For sure. Uh, all that. And yeah, what uh, going back to what I was saying, man, I hate all these poop and shit. Yeah. It, it's been going on for so long and it's always the same line. Yeah. I'm the shit, dog. You can smell me. Yeah. Or I'm the uh, shit. You something like something about something. shit and smelling. Yeah. Yeah. It's like niggas still use that line to this day. Yeah. Man. I always hate that. You can smell me from across the room. Something like that. Yeah. Like, y'all, can y'all please stop <laughs> I'm the shit, that? man. See these flies flying around me? <laughs> <laughs> that was a whole fucking course too, man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, 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 my least favorite Cameron verse of all time 
I think it was that song Dead Motherfuckers, where oh, he yeah. just goes off on the shit. He called me Pepe uh, on the shit. Call me Poo Poo. Well, not Pepe, not Pepe. that because that was bad too. Pepe Le Poo Poo. He said something about taking a drop in the drop. Oh yeah. Uh, I'll do like Alfred though, shit in the coop, take yeah. a drop in a drop. Something like he yeah. went off for like five do, bars talking yeah. about shitting I, in a car. I do like Alfred. Don't shit in your car. <laughs> <laughs> take a drop in the drop. Yeah. He he went off for like five bars <laughs> talking about shitting in somebody's car. Yeah. It's like, man, I, I hate all rap lyrics having to do with shit and poop. Please let's yeah. move on to something else, people. It's been how long hip hop been? Fifty years now. Please yeah. stop saying shit jokes and yeah. punchlines. I'm tired of it. Yeah, man. But that Jeezy, I got um diarrhea flow, man. I shit on niggas, even when I'm constipated. Still like, shit on niggas. Yeah, it's just like, man. I uh, never liked that line, man. It's a nasty visual, man. You don't yeah. even want to think about shit like that. It's in yeah. a rap. Yeah, but the song was still hard. I, I still play the song. I just kind of yeah. blanked that part out. <laughs> Yeah, I think, man, look, I think winter, when we had winter on with the Black Lux, she opened my eyes, man. I think <laughs> a lot more people are into shit fetishes than we think. And I think that's why these lyrics come into music and rap, because these niggas got down low, weird ass <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. type yes. fantasies, man. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, man, that's just crazy, man. I, I know, I know. Let's move <laughs> yeah. on, man. Enough, yeah. enough check, talking about shit. Yeah, check out the interview if you want to hear about shit with uh, uh, Black Lux. <laughs> that's, a, that's a terrible way to hype the interview, Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure most don't. <laughs> no, it was a good interview with Winter. We talked about it a whole lot, so make sure y'all check that. Winter of BlackLux.com, also sponsor of the Black Lux uh, giveaway. We got giveaways our last chance. By the time you heard this, it's probably already done, so I'm not even going to talk about it. But... Yeah. Uh yeah, man. We were giving away gift cards all this week for Black Lux. So thank Black Lux and Winter yeah. of Black Lux. Go, for doing go to that. the website too, blacklux.com, B-L-V-C-K-L-U-X.com. They got some good stuff on there, man. They yep. gotta get that rose. Get that rose. She got that mm-hmm. rose. <laughs> mm-hmm. She had new items. She's cooking up new stuff. We did an Instagram live and she showed us a whole big ass box full of things. I don't even know what was in there, man. It could be anything. It could be dildos, handcuffs. I don't even know, but make sure y'all check that out. Check out the website. And with, with without further ado, man, let's get into it. A whole lot to talk about. Jay Prince, introduce the podcast for us, please. The gems and juice. We are back at it, back in full effect. A lot to break down. I'm sure y'all already know most of the topics we're going to talk about because they've been trending topics all over the Twitter sphere and all over social media. But just in case you're not, we're going to get y'all up to speed, man. Some people got lives. Some yeah. people got to work all day. That's what we're here for, know. man. That's what we're here for. We keep we y'all here. up to date on every. We keep y'all up to date on the music and the ratchetness. We really do. Like, all you got to do, if you you ain't even got to be on Twitter or Facebook, all you got to do is listen to the Jim's Juice podcast, and you're going to know what's going on every single week man we'll break it down music wise pop culture wise everything all you got to do is listen to the podcast and you'll know you you can keep up with your young friends who already know all this shit be like hey rocking the figgy put me onto this shit so mm-hmm. yes appreciate y'all for listening and we gonna get into it a lot to break down but first as we always do we're gonna break down the music first well first off figgy how you doing man personal wellness check first my bad man i'm doing okay man it's been a busy week um if um if y'all keep up with the houston texans 
It's yep. um, officially training camp week. So um, we've been back and forth out there. Um, yeah, just getting a look at the team, getting a look at Deshaun Watson just randomly sitting on the side. Uh, niggas, ain't, uh, niggas ain't thought he would even show up. Yeah. And he, and he out there and had the nigga at safety and shit. So <laughs> that was kind of strange. But um, it been a pretty long week, so um, now I'm sipping on some tequila, chilling. <laughs> All right, yeah, uh, 50K a week ain't no joke, man. Yeah. Even with somebody with Deshaun Watson money. That's bigger than child support numbers. Yeah, yeah. So, nah, 50K, uh, 50K a day, you can't you can't be missing out on that. So, yeah. we, we know why he's out there. One thing that's annoying me, we might as well get this out of the way now. <laughs> uh, people are acting upset on Texans Twitter that, I guess, people aren't covering the Watson angle. And I think some people, it is a real issue. Some people really haven't accepted the fact that Watson's not going to be here. Yeah. Like, he's played his last Texans game. We've mm-hmm. known, we've known this really since probably February yeah. when things got really bad. But some people are holding on to hope that somehow it'll still work out. So they're acting upset that he's fourth string right now, yeah. basically doing, doing grunt work on the field, doing yeah. personal stuff and lining up at safety. <laughs> it's because he's not gonna be here, y'all. Like yeah. we already know what this is. He's here, so he won't get fined. They're there to get better, and yeah. it's just an awkward situation. But people got to chill out, man. Y'all know what's going on. Yeah, man. Do Do you think he's gonna get traded before the season? That's the thing. I don't know, man. Like we have to. This investigation's taking forever, yeah. and that's the problem. Because yeah. it's how, how's the team gonna take a give up everything for a quarterback they don't know if he, he's gonna play or not. Yeah, you know, but the Texans definitely gonna want full value. So it, the smart thing to do might be to sit on it and wait till next year. Yeah, but I don't know, man. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's it's funny because I feel like the Texans were um they were hoping on the NFL bailing them out because um they thought I thought he was gonna get put on the exempt list or something. Yeah, everybody did. Yeah, NFL like nah, dog, y'all got it. <laughs> y'all y'all handle that. And he showed up, so they, I think they trying to figure it out. So I'm, I'm curious because we had Wade Smith on. Um, this was right after we had Arian Foster on, and mm-hmm. he mentioned how the NFL is the top dog, and you know they mentioned how you know if 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 he can play, uh, they they ain't about to let him just sit out for a whole year, you know yeah, I mean? because of trade demands. So I'm wondering. I know the legal case is a whole different thing. Yeah, that's the thing. That was it. Was a different story yeah, before. Yeah, so, but yeah. But right now is they pretty much said, "Hey, he good to go unless something else mm-hmm. happen." If he good to go and um, preseason and season start and nothing else change, no criminal shit. They they want to spend. They want him on the field. <laughs> so. So I'm wondering. I'm 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 kind of afraid of this because you know f- for the Texas fans, I don't I don't want the NFL to get involved and force them to trade no matter what type thing, mm-hmm. where they don't they don't won't even get what they would have gotten before. So that's that's the one thing I'm worried about. I just hope I just hope um, the NFL don't step in and say, "Hey, you got to do something," because this dude he's able to play. And the legal stuff, you know, ain't nothing else happened. So we cool with him being on the field, but y'all sitting him out because he don't want to play type thing. And y'all not trading him. So, uh, you know, that's a, you know, that's a top five quarterback. 
I just don't. This ain't no Le'Veon Bell or nothing where they could just sit him out and mm. the show goes on. Like it, it's gonna be a trip if he he if he can't play, no suspension or nothing yet, and they you know and he not playing because they ain't finding a good trade for him. Yeah, it's difficult, man. Um, I don't know how it's going to play out. Like, every time we think we know how it's going to end, like, some crazy shit happens. So, I've given up on even predicting what's going to happen next, man. I have no idea. Yeah. So, but it is awkward. It does suck being a Texans fan and seeing Terod Taylor and Davis Mills take all the quarterback snaps while Deshaun yeah. Watson is right there and healthy. Duh. Not only that, man. <laughs> today, terrible. Today, man, they look so bad on offense, man. No, no. They look awful. <laughs> like to the point, I'm like, I'm low key excited for the defense. <laughs> Man, they, they look bad. Terod Taylor look bad. Um, Davis Mills look bad. Uh, Driscoll, I don't, I don't even know who the fuck that is, but he look god awful. Like he shouldn't even be on the team right now. Mm. So <laughs> that's what they working with. And, and you got Deshaun Watson sitting back there stretching and shit. Yeah, chilling out. <laughs> Yeah, listening to those fucking young thug probably in his earphones. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sad, sad situation, man. Like that's why I just want it to be over with. Uh, this awkward situation needs to end soon, man. Because yeah. I'd rather see him in another uniform than yeah. see this right now. Yeah, because it's fucking depressing, man, and I don't yeah. like it. Yeah, that's man. That's like if you need a quarterback and you got somebody like Aaron Rodgers back there, but you know he ain't about to play for you. Yeah, it's just like why even have him here, man? At least, mm-hmm. at least get let's get the first round picks and all that shit and get excited next year or something. It's, it's crazy. It kind of rounds me a Harden, man. Like when we knew he was about to leave, but he was still playing and dogging it. It's like that was the most frustrating time. So hopefully. Mm-hmm. This, things get settled soon, but I don't know, man. This legal process is taking a while. And, of course, respect to all the victims, alleged victims, of course, and, you know, all, all the things I'm supposed to say right here to, yeah. make, to make sure so we're being So you don't get fair. canceled. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yes. Uh, it's Like I said, tough situation, and we're, we're, we're keeping focus. But, yeah, we've accepted that Deshaun's going to move on. So it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but make sure y'all stay tuned in to 610, man. It's exciting time, to be honest, man. Like, it, it, the the Texans and the Rockets, their future is just up in the air right now. For yeah. the first time, we really have no idea <laughs> what's going to happen. Like, we expect the Texans to be bad, but who knows, man. Same yeah. with the Rockets, too. So, yeah. it's still an exciting time to be a Houston fan, even though everybody's acting all doom and gloom. Yeah, uh, The future is still bright, I think. so. Yeah, man. And I felt like Houston, as a city, outside of the Astros um, early on, but they never really been in a rebuild phase. Yeah. And, you know, me, I'm like an expert on rebuilding mm-hmm. since I'm from the city of rebuilding. <laughs> and it, it's actually cool, man. It's cool to actually watch the draft. You get an early pick and, you know, just looking at these young players and, you know, kind of thinking, hmm, they might be something. So it's, it's actually cool instead of the whole way Daryl Morey used to run the shit. Yep. <laughs> No tanking allowed, which yeah. I still enjoyed too. But you yeah. know, it's fun to see the rebuild. Yeah, fun to see the uh, the young yeah. players coming you, in for the Rockets. You never so. know, man. They might be the future, and then yeah. you might be looking like uh, Milwaukee or or uh, Golden State pre Kevin Durant. Yep. Never know, man. You never know. They could be bust too. So who knows, man? But we'll yeah. see. Yeah. It'll be an exciting season in basketball and football. Maybe for the wrong reasons, but still. Anyway, let's get to the hip-hop and music-based things that we are best at discussing. 
<laughs> so uh, let's talk about this new Isaiah Rashad first, man. Mm-hmm. Um, Isaiah Rashad dropped his first project yeah. uh, since 2016, I believe. Yeah. Yep. So been about five years since we heard from him. I know people have been asking, like, where is Isaiah Rashad? Is he still on TDE? He's one of the uh, lost TDE members, man. You know, the whole camp, yeah. we don't hear much from them at all lately. And I've already talked about how I'm concerned about Kendrick if he don't drop this year. Yeah. Because he's edging, he's coming up on five years since his last release, too. So maybe TDE is just taking their sweet time perfecting these albums, or maybe something else is going on. I don't know. Yeah. But we finally have heard from Isaiah Rashad again. He dropped a new album called The House is Burning. It has this chock full of features, man. It's got Lil Uzi on it. Duke Deuce is on it. Uh, J Rock, of course. SZA and Six Lack is <laughs> on it. Uh, six Lack, man. I'm calling him <laughs> Six Lack. Uh, so, yeah, it's chock full of features, man. And a pretty lean listen for once. I was happy. 48 minutes long, 16 yeah. tracks. That's okay with me, man. That's perfect, man. Like, that's perfect. Get in, get out. Listen, bump the hottest tracks. Like, easy yeah. Like easy to remember the names of the songs. It's only 16 songs. So yeah. You can actually listen to this joint on your way somewhere in Houston. Yes, and yeah. finish it. Yeah, because you usually if you go into the other side of the town, that's a good uh, maybe 35, 40 minutes, depending on traffic, yeah. maybe 45. So, um, yeah, it's a, that's, that's a good listen when you can listen to the, the whole time in the car. 13 to 16 is a money spot for me, man. Anything else, you start to lose my attention, and I start looking at the track list. Okay, how many left before I can talk about this album yeah. officially? <laughs> so, anyway, with, without further ado, let's talk about the album, man. Figgy, what were your thoughts on the new Isaiah Rashad album, The House is Burning? Um, I I really enjoyed it, man. I think um, I was surprised to see Lil Uzi Vert on the album. Because to me, uh, this is no disrespect to Isaiah, but uh, he always remind me of like a poor man's Kendrick. And, um, you know, he he's from, uh, I want to say he's from Chattanooga, but um, he was pretty dope, man. I, I really enjoy uh, most of this album. Um, Duke Deuce was on there. I know they, they both from Tennessee, but um, just those type of features kind of shocked me because he always seemed like a conscious rapper. But um, if you listen to this album, most of it's kind it's it's kind of like conscious slash trap a little bit. You have like a you know conscious type of beat with the trap drums and the snares and all that stuff. So um, it really enjoyed me. So it's not like you know when people think of conscious music, they think of you know old Chance the Rapper sampling stuff or you know some old Kanye whatever. But this is kind of like in the middle where you you it got a bounce to it. <laughs> Under the um under the saxophone or if you want to call it, but um I some of the joints that really stood out to me was um I really liked the song R. P. Young, I thought that song was pretty dope. Um, True Story with J. Rock is I, I kind of want a J. Rock album, man. I don't know if we gonna get one the, the way their schedule is on um, TDE, but um yeah that was a dope song. It's called True Story. And the other one, I think what really kind of wrapped up the album for me was the um, the song with SZA and, and Black. I thought that was dope. I know you're not the biggest fan of SZA, 
But um, for some reason, this song, it, it was just super smooth. It kind of, you know, uh, I know that wasn't the last song on the album, but uh, when I got there, I'm like, damn, this song kind of, it, that song had a good vibe to it. And I'm not really a fan of uh, Black Like That, but uh, I really enjoyed this song. I, he seemed like he's super versatile. He can he can hop on a trap song if he probably wanted to, and he can you know do stuff like this. But um, I thought the album was pretty solid, man. It was um, it it was dope, and I'm glad he finally released something. He he deserved this, man. I I know it's been a long time waiting, but I think he I I, I think it I think he deserved it. So I'm gonna get this album qualified. Qualified. Okay. 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 Um, yeah, man, people have been hyping up this album for a while. I was never the hugest Isaiah Rashad fan, but I did enjoy that project he made back in 2014. Uh, Sylvia Demo, I think it was called, or Clivia, I think it was Sylvia, I think is how you say it. It was C-I-L-V-I, I don't know how the fuck you pronounce it, but I think it's Sylvia Demo. <laughs> and uh, I was a fan of that project, man. I think that's how everybody got put on to Isaiah Rashad. And, um, but I, I will admit I had not followed his career trajectory really after that, you know, mm -hmm. Kendrick for a while actually overshadowed everybody on TDE yeah. when he was at his height. So, I mean, things have slowed down on his end. So it was good to see other TDE members finally get their releases out yeah. and finally, uh, uh, get, get a little sunlight in their prison or whatever they got in <laughs> TDE is going on. Whatever top dog got them locked up in right now to stretch out and go outside and release something so uh i did enjoy the album overall i will say i didn't really start getting into the album until about track six with headshots mm. um the intro was cool dark side is one of those you know artistic songs with no drums on it yeah. which i'm kind of getting tired of you know alchemist has been killing this shit lately yeah. So I'm like, I love the soul samples. Can we get an 808, like a little drum pattern on some some of this shit? Yeah. But uh, that was fine. Uh, From the Garden, actually, I was not a big fan of that song at all. Mm -hmm. um, I thought it, it got me in a weird, like, I, it wasn't what I expected from an Isaiah Rashad album. Exactly. It, yeah. it sounded very forced pop slash strip club type music, man. Yeah. And Lil Uzi Vert, you know, he he's good at that. He can make that kind of song. But Isaiah Rashad, it was just the beat I didn't I wasn't a fan of. It just sounded like a forced pop song, man, yeah. or a forced mainstream radio hit he was aiming for here. Cause yeah, <laughs> it's it's very, very, very it just wasn't yeah. his sound to me. Yeah, you know what threw me off with that song? The sample. The sample at the yeah. very beginning. Because uh, multiple rappers use that sample. That dun, 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 dun. <laughs> hey, uh, a lot of people use that. So I want to say uh, Wu-Tang used that, Ghostface, uh, 50 Cent. But the, the song sounded nothing like that once the song kicked in. So it's like they just used that sample at the beginning and that was it. <laughs> so that kind of yeah. threw me off a little bit. Yeah, yeah, the song, yeah, it goes straight into like a strip club anthem after that. But you think it's going to be like a soul sample song. And then just, yeah, that was strange. I don't yeah. know why they did that. <laughs> but yeah, I did not like that song, honestly, man. And that kind of turned me off on the album from that point. Mm. Uh, track number three, R.P. Young. Everybody's been hyping up this song. I thought it was okay. 
the beat's good, but I didn't really like Isaiah Rashad's flow on it. You know, it sounded very generic. Every rapper is using this damn flow now. So I wasn't a big fan of that song. Uh, the Duke Do song. Uh, I mean, does every Duke Do song got to sound like some fake ass fucking three, six mafia? Like, is that the only lane he can be in now? Um, like, I don't I like Duke Deuce, but this was like. It felt like checking off something off a, a, I don't know. It just sounded manufactured to me, mm. you know, like do the, 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 well, we got to get a three, six sample, some kind of three, six sample. <laughs> it's got to sound like a three, six song and have Duke deuce on it. And cause it's Tennessee, you know, we got to have that sound like, uh, <laughs> the, the, the beat was a poor, I forget which three, six mafia song that beat. It was a, one of the bigger ones, but I can't remember which one it was, but it was a poor, poor uh, impersonation of that three six song. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of that, really. The RP, the RP Young too had a uh, Project Pat sample in it too. Yeah, the, the cheese and dope. But that's one of the reasons I kind of like it. But yeah, I feel like they kind of getting overused. <laughs> yeah, kind of, man. Like I, I don't, I, I like Three Six Mafia. You know, don't yeah. get me wrong, I love them, but the, the samples. I don't know. People are getting kind of lazy with them. I feel lately, you know, like, can, can we, can we mix it up a little bit? Can we chop the sample a little bit more? Can you not just like, I, like I said, I like Duke Deuce, but he's straight up. His biggest hit is just straight up rapping over the same beat that project Pat used like yeah. 15 years ago. Yeah. So can, can we get a little more creative? Can y'all make your own horror samples and, <laughs> and do some beats with that and not just copy three, six shit. Yeah. Oh no, man. Yeah. Rant. I know that's a side yeah, I rant, but I'm... I feel you, man. I feel you. We the old man sitting on the porch. <laughs> Basically, yeah. And I understand like a lot of kids probably haven't heard these three six records, but I mean we have, and when we hear them, we just associate that with better songs. Yeah. So when we hear it again, it's like, uh, I'd rather be listening to fucking Mr. Don't Play than yeah. this, maybe. So, yeah, it's just a personal complaint. I wish they could. You can still do the 3-6 sound with new things. Yeah. You don't have to be the straight up samples of sipping on some scissor or whatever. But yeah, I digress. My bad. Um, so. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. We I can talk about this a little later. No, nah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to mention. Um, so uh, an artist by the name of Cash Dial. I don't know if you heard of Cash Dial. Yeah, I've heard of her. So she dropped a song today featuring Juicy J. And this song is pretty much a sample of a Cash Money, old Cash Money song. And it, just, it, it was pretty much a whole jack. And the, the the part that was weird about that, because we talked about the samples and all that, it was so weird to have Juicy J on an uh, old Cash Money type beat. Mm -hmm. like, dog, you, like, you couldn't get Lil Wayne or Juvenile or Manny Fresh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that I thought that was kind of strange. I don't know if he made that beat or what, but it was a old, it was like a old Cash Money song, a popular Cash Money song. And I thought it would have been cool if, if she would have got, you know, somebody from Cash Money on it. But it was just a little weird that, you know, on a Cash Money type of song, she got Juicy J. So I thought that yeah. was I thought that was a little weird. I thought this is going way off, but I thought that was a little weird. No, it is strange. I feel like, well, it's a classic song. We got to have some old ass rapper from the South on it. Uh, we can't get nobody from No Limit. Fuck it. Let's get Juicy J. He'll he'll do any feature. 
So yeah. maybe his feature that, class was just the that's, lowest. That's, I don't know. That's like me redoing a song from Screwed Up Click and then getting somebody from Swisher House on it. Yeah. I know, I know that's kind of more close than Cash Money and uh, Three Cents Mafia, but. No, it's actually more. It would be more like <laughs> getting Three Six on a DJ Screw type song. But even though they 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 kind of sound similar, but still yeah. they're not the same thing. So yeah, it's like damn, you couldn't get nobody from Cash Money. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it's a full blown song. It's like me making remaking ESG song Swang and the Banger, and um, not getting nobody from Screwed Up Click on yeah, it. Yeah, putting A Ball and NJG on it. Yeah, it's just it's just like huh, like you couldn't get nobody from Screwed Up Click, and I pretty yeah. much redid the whole song. <laughs> Yeah, that that's kind of strange, and yeah, I, I'm just getting tired of the re, repurposed uh, old old Southern classic songs. I know that's just us getting old, but just like you can still do the sound and make it something new. Like I'm yeah. sure Manny Fresh is still producing; he still got the tools he used to make those beats. Ask him for a new beat. Yeah, like don't just sample the old shit all the time. But whatever, you know. People looking for a hit and they go to things that are recognizable. So I'm sure there is a algorithm to why people do that. So whatever, I don't give a shit. (laughs) Um, Back to the album, though, man. I did get into it um, by track number six, Headshots. That sounded more like the the traditional Isaiah Rashad type, you know, uh, vibe that I get from his album. So I enjoyed that pretty much throughout the end. Um, there were some songs where, and I guess it's just Isaiah Rashad's style, but he was mumbling a little too much. Yeah, he do like, have a, like point, a low tone. He, he mumbles, man. Like people talk about mumble rap. Isaiah Rashad mumbles at times. <laughs> I think one of the worst cases was Hey Mister. Mm. Like he mumbled, like some of these songs, I can't even tell what he's saying because he's mumbling so much, man. It kind of <laughs> reminds me of old 21 Savage. But at least 21 Savage had like the Metro booming beats behind him. So it was like a different kind of sound. But yeah. he's he's rapping on more traditional sounding hip hop songs and just mumbling through it at times. And it's I get that's just his sound, but it got aggravating at some points, man. I have to admit, because I couldn't even hear what he was saying. I'm like, are the bars fire or not? I can't even tell. <laughs> um, I did like the J-Rock song. Um the scissor song was just the mumble championship, I feel like <laughs> <laughs> mumble mania on the scissor and black song, man. But now that song was cool. Um I was surprised at the amount of features, to be honest, man. I didn't mm. take Isaiah Rashad to be somebody who just had a ton of features, but really out of 16 songs, only six of them are without a feature yeah and i know at point a lot of them are just you know somebody singing a hook or whatever but still it's kind of surprising man um but i did uh enjoy the album chad i didn't now before i i I saw the name of this song i was upset Mm. because he opens it with the pimp c line he says uh if i wasn't rapping baby i would be i would still be riding mercedes yeah and I, that annoyed me because you know how <laughs> I am about Houston shit being stolen and jacked. Yeah. So I'm like, wait a minute, man. But I saw, okay, he named the song Chad after Chad Butler, presumably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So presumably it's like a tribute to Pimp C yeah. and not just him taking the bar. So 
I was fine with it after that. So I, that was a good song too. Production's good. <laughs> um, so yeah, I have to say I overall enjoyed the album, man. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a Mob Ties qualified. Qualified. Okay. Uh, it was a good album. Um, I'm not gonna say it's one of my favorites. I'll have to go like this is a one day listen for this podcast, you know. So yeah. I have to go back and revisit. Um, but it was a solid listen, man. I can't say too many negative things about it. Um, if you're not a fan, I think it might be a decent way to drop in and see if you like them or not, because you know, production value is good. Uh flow is is, is what it is. I'm not gonna say he's lyrical, yeah. but he has a nice vibe and sound to him that it's pretty enjoyable. It's good cruising around music. I'll put it like that. Yeah. It's good music to put. It's hot. So you put the top, put whatever windows down, blast the AC, mm-hmm. play this album, and you'll enjoy it, man. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, interesting to see if we'll see any other TDE releases. You know, like yeah. I said, Kendrick, who the fuck knows what's going yeah. on with him? Kendrick and even um SZA, man. SZA, it's been a minute since SZA dropped, and a lot of people been waiting on SZA. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with her. I heard some rumors that she was going to be retiring or stop doing something. I don't know. Yeah. But maybe she's trying to get her voice right. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know what's <laughs> going on. Yeah. But yeah, I'd be down for a J-Rock Absol. I don't know what happened to him. I want to yeah. hear some cool conspiracy theory music about the vaccine and all this shit because I know he would be on that type of shit. So yeah. I want to hear some Absol. I don't know, man. They got to... This should be the TDE comeback year, I feel. It should, yeah, they should own the whole year, man. I, I know yep. it's July right now, so it might be a little mm-hmm. late, but they should have a year where they just drop everything <laughs> throughout the whole year. Yep, yep, I agree, man. TDE needs to make a comeback. People don't forgot about them. Mm-hmm. They've been asleep too long. Yeah. Um, and something else. Oh yeah, your uh, your favorite artist, um, <laughs> Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars. Favorite <laughs> dropped. Yeah, you love them, don't you? You say they're the next uh, uh, fucking. I can't think any about Jay Z and, uh, the, and R. I, Kelly. Maybe uh, I don't the, know. I, I'm trying to think of a, 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 a R&B duo. Next, yeah, I can't think yeah. of any. Yeah, I don't know. Joe the C. Yeah, it's always it's either a single nigga <laughs> or a group in R&B. I can't think of two people. Yeah. So uh, even and TGT JoJo? is TGT is three. <laughs> uh, LSG is three. I can't think of any that are. Yeah, I can't think of any R&B duos. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. But yes, they are back, and the group is named Silk Sonic, right? Yep. Um, they are back with a new song, and now people were complaining because they dropped that one song that was pretty good, and then they just disappeared. They said an album was coming, and it never came. Yeah. They did drop a new single. Uh, you heard it, Figgy. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, I thought the single was actually all right, man. It's 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 they still sticking with that old school vibe. That um that nineteen seventies type of vibe and the song I, I want to say the song is called Skate, um but um yeah I thought it was I thought it was cool man it's a good it's it's it's, it's I would say it's good um two thousand twenty one cookout music that's something if you put if you put that on in the black cookout I feel like everybody will be satisfied I, I ain't saying everybody gonna get up and run to the dance floor but. That's something, you know, 
because I don't have you been to a cookout where you you wasn't allowed to play no rap music? <laughs> oh yeah, of course. So if you want to listen to something that's current, <laughs> that will be something you you would throw on. It got that type of vibe to it. So okay. um, I'm I'm kind of interested in in this project because they really taking it to another level as far as like uh, they you know we talked about the uh, the new Jack Swing from um, um, uh, Bruno Mars. But uh, I'm curious if this album is really going to sound like the 70s type thing, because I don't think nobody I, I never seen nobody this high a stature put out something like that. So it'd be interesting. I, you know, I'm kind of curious to see how everybody will take this album if, it, if it's dropping, if it's nothing but songs like that. I'd be down with it, man. Like I, I went on a rant a few weeks ago about the state of R&B today and how I'm sick of this trapped sound that's just invaded R&B and everything is slow tempo and emo and sad, crying in room music. Yeah. Um. So I'm excited for it, man. Hopefully it, it sparks something to where people start making more upbeat songs. I'm not saying every song got to be like that, but yeah. it would be nice to have more of a variety in R&B these days. So, yeah, I don't know, yeah. man. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, uh, I, I brung up earlier about the Cash Doll Juicy J song. I kind of want to get your thoughts on it. <laughs> okay. All right, let me play. these songs to me it just sounds soulless to yeah. me it don't it don't got the the spark of creativity that made these songs pop in the first yeah yeah so like i'm not a, fully against using samples i know this is hip-hop it's been built on samples and as we get older we gonna keep seeing the songs we grew up with get sampled over and over i'm fine with that but just like it, it sounds soulless man it sounds like a, a, a marketing check box where it's like okay we got to have something for the parties we got to have something that's mm -hmm. recognizable and relatable and get asses shaking hmm let's look through okay i like this cash money song clear the sample jump on the beat let's mix up some instruments so we ain't got to pay the full sample yeah. and fucking make it sound worse and put it out there it's, it's it's weak to me man i'm just not a fan yeah it's it's crazy because um, back when I was younger, and I'm sure when um, rappers or producers were back in the ni early '90s, they used to um, they used to actually look through the crates at um, at the um, at the uh, vinyls of old records from the '60s, yeah, and just find a little tiny piece to sample, and just go with it. And now it seems like they just looking at stuff from the '90s or looking at stuff from the 2000s and saying what was hot. And they just take and redo that song. 
It's just like I think I I think I had enough when they um somebody did um bitch get redid bitch get in my car from Fifty Cent. Yeah. Oh, that was uh Migos. Was oh it was me it was Migos and NBA Young Boy. NBA Young Boy. Yeah. Yeah, but it was just kind of like man, like I felt like that song just came out. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> like it was yeah, it wasn't even like they took the original original sample. It seemed like they just jacked it right from Fifty Cent. <laughs> yeah, we got to get back to crate digging, man. I'm I'm sure we haven't tapped out the the uh, unique samples at this point. Like I think of even Dr. Dre. Like we look back and realize, okay, he used a lot of samples that that he didn't really mix up a whole lot. Like nothing but a G thing. He used the Leon Haywood record. Yeah. And if you listen to the samples back to back, you realize, okay, he really didn't change much at all. Yeah. But at least we hadn't heard that song before, mm-hmm. you know, like that wasn't a huge record that was played everywhere nationwide to where we already knew it. So when we yeah. first heard nothing but a G thing, we thought that was incredible. Yeah. You know, we ain't never heard that sample before. Yeah. And even and now, and even with him, he did take some stuff that they did kind of know because I think it was a slide in the family stone song he took. Yeah. And um, I think the Erica Badu, I, th- I think it was the Erica, well, the one Erica Badu ended up sampling, the mm-hmm. the bag lady. I think they originally uh, sampled that from um, Dr. Dre or the uh, I forgot which original song that was, but Explosive was the Dr. Dre one, but yeah, I forget which one he took it from. Yeah, but even that man, it, it, like that was around the time of hip hop when they used to actually sample a whole song and just rap over it. Yep. So. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just so crazy, man. I, just, I, I don't know, man. I just, if I was rapping now, I just don't see myself sampling cash money or uh, sampling No Limit or something like that. It's just, it, it, it's saying like maybe people running out of ideas. And there's so much music before then <laughs> that mm-hmm. you can rap from and, you know, make it yours without actually taking the whole song. Because if you ask me with this cash that song, if you ask me would I want to listen to this one or the actual cash money one, I would pick the cash money one every day and Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, man. If you're going to redo something, you got to make it better. I agree, man. You would think with the uh, progression in instruments and uh, technology that we could make better beats than this, but yeah, I don't know, it comes across as lazy, but whatever. I'm sure some kids somewhere probably like it and it's brand new for them, so whatever. But yeah, that, that's our old man get off our lawn take for the week. <laughs> um, yeah. But yes, uh, anything else come out this week? I think that's about it. Yeah, as far as new releases wise that we listen to at least. So, yeah. All right, man. Now you know what time it is. <laughs> Time to talk about the biggest topics of the week. And, of course, we have to talk about the biggest um, ongoing saga of the baby at Rolling Loud. <laughs> now, Rolling Loud happened last week, um, last weekend. Uh, a lot of acts, uh, some funny. I, I admit I laughed at Coy LeRae getting no reaction at all from the audience. <laughs> Um, a few I saw Playboy Cardi um on YouTube after the fact, and his set was terrible. Mm. Um, he's not really a great live performer anyway, but he was yeah. especially awful this year. 
uh, Trippy Red. I just watched to see him perform Mr. Rage and he didn't even do it because <laughs> some shit happened. He jumped off in the crowd and then something happened and they ended the set early. So he didn't even get that do that song for the first time live ever. Now kind of had me heated. <laughs> um, and some other things. I saw a little bit of Benny the Butcher and all them and Griselda. Yeah. They put on a good show. Uh, um, BFB the Pat Man put on a good show too. I didn't see him. I got to watch that. He actually ate a donut off of a girl ass. <laughs> That's funny. That's <laughs> yeah. funny. That's and, nasty with COVID yeah. going around and, all this shit, but okay. And then he, uh, he posted a screenshot. I guess he got a baby mama or something. Uh, a screenshot of the text message like hey you like no that was the last fucking straw man you doing all this fuck shit like she was just cussing him out and he was like man my stuff gonna be on the lawn by the time I get home <laughs> <laughs> like it was just pretty much trying to explain that it was just for entertainment <laughs> that's hilarious that's yeah. hilarious yeah. I gotta watch that man I'm sure that was a good show I know he's funny yeah Um, but yeah there were some good performances and some not so good you know, yeah. modern rap today, you know, the, the art of performance has largely been lost, in my opinion. You know, niggas get up there and just rap off the already track with the lyrics on it yeah. and barely even rap along or sing along to it. They just kind of let the crowd do all the carrying it. Yeah. They just kind of sit, stand on stage and jump around a little bit. Yeah. I wish I could get like 50K just to do some lazy shit like that. Man. Me too. Me too. Like n- niggas don't even have the instrumentals to their own song. They just listen. Mm-hmm. It's like a DJ set, basically. Pretty Live hip hop in 2021 <laughs> is just a DJ set. Yeah. It's a DJ set, man. It's just yeah. you going to a party. There's no different from you going to a party and them playing the songs or you going to somebody's show besides yeah. just seeing them there and getting to see them yeah. for 30 minutes to 45 minutes or however long their fucking set is. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, it is what it is, but that's a whole other topic. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about one person who performed uh, towards the end of the show on Sunday yeah. um, after Megan Thee Stallion, surprisingly, yeah. the baby comes out and there are several, <laughs> several things that are noteworthy about his performance. Um, I know I didn't watch it. I just saw the clips. I, I didn't care to watch the baby's yeah. performance. But uh, there were several things that happened. Uh, number one, he brings out uh, Tory Lanes, <laughs> which um, it was very surprising. He he intros it by saying, y'all ain't going to be able to guess what I'm going to bring out next. <laughs> And uh, it was Tory Lanez, Tory Lanez, who was, of course, embroiled in the controversy with Megan Thee Stallion, allegedly shot her in the foot. And now there is some legal issues at play because I think Megan's looking into suing him or doing something because she has a restraining order against him. Yeah. And now it was likely broken mm-hmm. when she came. He came out right after her and was on there with the baby. So mm-hmm. there is that. And that's interesting. And it was interesting to see him kind of double down on the controversy because we already saw the baby fall out with Megan over that. Mm-hmm. And now he's doubling down on that yeah. and bringing out uh, Tory Lanez and actually performing with him. So yeah. interesting. Uh, after that, somebody throws a shoe at him. <laughs> <laughs> I got the audio, too. OK, let's play the audio first. Who the fuck threw that motherfucking busted ass goddamn Adidas? <laughs> I got that. Goddamn Adida. 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 I never heard somebody call one Adidas shoe an Adida. 
Yeah. So, somebody tw- somebody tweeted one shoe equal Adidas. Two shoes yes. equal Adidas. Yes, yep. <laughs> and I'm sure it probably wasn't even an Adidas. Like he there's no way he could even know I, yeah. what type of shoe it was. If it was, I th- <laughs> but you know, I think I don't know if this was a real tweet, but somebody ended up tweeting it saying that was my shoe. And um he he definitely had one shoe on. That shoe was an Adidas and it was busted. Yeah. And you could tell he was at you could tell he was at um at the concert too. But I thought that was fucking hilarious, man. That was impressive for him to see that shoe like that. If it wasn't Adidas and he could see it in the split second that it was coming at his face <laughs> and tell it was an Adidas shoe and not a Nike or Puma, then that that's a special skill, man. He should probably stop rapping and be like a fucking marksman or something because that's some crazy... Busted ass goddamn Adidas. <laughs> that's some crazy eye coordination for him to be able to tell that that's hilarious yeah, yeah. and that was funny uh but now that's not what was con- surprisingly those things weren't the most controversial part of the baby set you would think Tory Lanez coming back making his return with the baby would be the biggest event and most controversial event that would have Twitter a flutter it was not because the uh, baby made some comments during his set, and if you haven't heard it, we're just gonna play it off top and uh, let y'all listen to what exactly what he said. You didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two, three weeks. Put a cell phone like the uh. lady. If your pussy smell like water, put a cell phone like the uh. Fellas, lights up. Fellas, if you ain't sucking nigga dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone lights up. Let's be real about this shit. Yeah, keep it fucking real. Some of y'all niggas suspect as a motherfucker. Let's be real. (laughs) (laughs) So, hearing this, I'm sure everybody listening knows who would have an issue with these comments, of course, and not just the LGBTQ community. The uh, a lot of people had issue with what he was saying. Um, it was very random. Uh, as far as I could tell, he was unprovoked in saying this. Yeah. It's not like some gay shit happened right at before he performed or something. Like I, I don't know what what pro- provoked him to say this. I would assume something happened yeah. that weekend. Something yeah. was on his mind to where he was thinking about somebody with an STD or a- HIV. And, yeah. and and somebody uh some some gay stuff happening in the parking lot. Yeah, Maybe because while that he was, was walking too specific. There. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um of of course this this uh these comments infuriated a lot of people um as far as being homophobic, as far as uh being ignorant about STDs and HIV and how these things are even transmitted and the fact that she would say something like that a mainstream rapper in 2021 yeah. saying something like that upset a lot of people um he did try to explain it you got to cue this up too he, yeah, he did try it. to explain it and uh this was his explanation which you can decide yourself it made it better or worse the lights went up gay or straight you want to know why because even my gay fans don't got fucking AIDS, stupid ass niggas. They don't got AIDS. My gay fans, they take care of themselves. They ain't going for that. They ain't, they ain't no nasty gay niggas. See what I'm saying? They ain't no junkies. You know what I'm saying? On the street, the hell you talking about, nigga? Then I said, if you ain't suck dick in the rolling loud parking lot, 
Put your cell phone light up. You know what my gay fans did? Put that motherfucking light up, nigga. Because my gay fans, they ain't got niggas. Did they? They ain't going for that. They got class, nigga. How you know? They ain't sucking no dick in no parking lot, nigga. You got to get a room, nigga. A good one. Five-star hotel for them, nigga. Or goddamn. Yeah, you got to wait till they go to the crib, nigga. They ain't just going to be out here just doing no anything. Yeah, if they a fan of me, they got them. They on some big dog shit. We ain't just going for nothing. You know? Even my gay fans got standards. Y'all nigga tripping. Y'all nigga tripping. Y'all bringing negative attention and energy <laughs> upon yourselves and the ones that's doing it. Oh, we're the ones doing it. It's people who didn't it. even attend the show. <laughs> See, it's our fault. So this shit don't. <laughs> so, yeah. He, he, he then goes to explain. Somehow, the baby knows his gay fans don't have HIV or AIDS. And somehow, he knows they're not having sex in public. <laughs> Um, which is funny because if that was your problem, you could have said anybody sucking dick. Yeah. <laughs> he, he he specifically pointed out men sucking dick. <laughs> so he has no problem apparently with heterosexual sex happening in the parking lot. But if it's two men, it's an issue apparently. Mm. Um, so yeah, like I said, these comments were unprompted. Um, caused a lot of backlash. I think the first person to speak out was Dua Lipa because she has a song out with him. And it was a pretty big single. I think it came out last year or something. It's fairly recent. And it was a remix of one of her songs. They did a video and everything. Um, she had to speak out because people were asking questions, man. Yeah. So she basically just said, this, this is not the person I recognize as <laughs> the person who I worked with. <laughs> Um, she basically distanced herself from it, said the comments were ignorant, um, but that was not the end of it. A few people came. Elton John has some comments. He basically aired out the baby for being ignorant about what he said about HIV and AIDS and how it spread and transmitted and, um, yeah, basically tried to school him on uh, the reality of the gay community and how this is a dangerous stereotype. That's wild that he got Elton John to come out wherever he was at. Yes. <laughs> because I didn't even know Elton John was still out here making statements and all that shit. <laughs> and he got he replied to the baby, <laughs> made a statement about the baby. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and not just Elton John. Fucking Madonna came out <laughs> and said, uh, it had some comments for the baby. Basically saying that his comments were dangerous and that's why all these bad stereotypes about gay people still exist because of things like what he said. I'm paraphrasing, but that's yeah. the gist of what she said about it. She was yeah. pretty upset. I think Madonna has a huge gay fan base. So, oh, 100%. Yeah, of course, she's very, she she's was very, the, she was a Lady Gaga before Lady Gaga. Oh, a hundred percent. hundred percent. She has a huge gay following. So yeah, she takes those kinds of comments to heart. Um, and quest love <laughs> for <laughs> some reason. Also, uh, inserted himself into this debate uh he apparently a, a while ago he made a post or, or i guess somebody asked him something let me actually get the details i don't know if i could find them but apparently he something happened as to where um I, I guess quest love made a list of his dream project and which artists he would work with and the baby was on that list and after this happened, he posted the list again and, and like scribbled, scribbled out the baby's name <laughs> with, the, with the little iPhone pencil thing. Yeah. 
And he uh, explained the fact, basically, he wrote a long ass post saying that what the baby said was ignorant and wrong and stupid and this needs to stop in hip hop. Uh, and this is one thing that the baby actually replied to. The baby went ahead and said <laughs> on his IG story, he said, I ain't even trying to be funny talking about Quest Love. I ain't even trying to be funny when I say, I do not know who this nigga is, dog. <laughs> and do not care about losing you as a fan, my boy, LOL, at Quest Love. You or any other nigga who wants to play follow the leader. This superstar you was a fan of is a stand-up nigga. You ain't never seen one of these, huh? <laughs> okay, so if you can't tell, the uh, baby is standing tall yeah. and doubling down. He he did apologize. He 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 has he has made some statements apologizing about what he said about HIV and AIDS. He's apologized for that, but overall, like he's standing tall on you know not backing down or not being quote unquote bullied uh, yeah. for what he said. Um, other things. It's not over yet. Yeah, this is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot happened in his past, and like I said, we, we Sunday, thought this would be over. This shit started Since, Sunday. Th- th- he made the comment Sunday. Sunday night <laughs> is when the comments started going viral, and it's still a big topic. Almost one full week later, because every day something new happens, and somebody new chimes in. Uh, Ti chimed in basically at first doing the ig live i don't want to play ti's voice yeah so i don't want to play yeah. i don't want to play his voice but basically he said some uh, people call me tip but this is about another kind of, kind of tip. <laughs> uh the tipster himself uh, that's what uh, mike tyson called him the tipster himself ti said and i quote a little nod's ass can kick his shit in peace so should the baby um, then he also said, y'all confusing freedom of speech with respect. Just because you have a right to say something don't mean you should, shouty. Have some respect for the people and speak positivity, not negativity. <laughs> Plain and simple. <laughs> so that's where he started. And then he also accused uh, 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 the, the LGBTQ community of bullying the baby. And I will quote this in my regular voice and not my T.I. impersonation voice. He said, everyone up in arms and upset about what the baby said. Now, I understand people saying that they feel it's insensitive. I think you guys have to understand that on stage is not the place that rappers go to be sensitive and soothe everybody's feelings. OK, um, he also said it's a place to have a good time. I thought we kind of let our hair down and disqualified the BS because if we're not supposed to trip when we see white people saying nigga along with the song, how is we held such a high standard morality? To which I would ask, who the fuck told you that it was okay to have white people say nigga at your shows? (laughs) That ain't on us. Yeah, I never thought that was cool. (laughs) Exactly. I was watching a sidebar. I was watching fucking Woodstock 99, RIP DMX. It was a Woodstock 99 fucking uh, documentary on HBO and this dude was sent doing the song My Nigga in front of a way of 50,000 nothing but white people Yeah, <laughs> and he was going to the crowd every time the My Nigga if you heard yeah. the song My Nigga he yeah. says My Nigga like 50 times in a two minute <laughs> song and 
every time I went to my nigga, he would point to the crowd, nothing but white people, and they would say, my nigga. Yeah. So you could tell they were very happy to, yeah. <laughs> for and, that performance. And that was anti-culture, <laughs> uh, cancel culture, too. So Yeah, that, that was pre-cancel culture. Yeah. And, and nobody batted the eye, but maybe we should, because I, I never thought that shit was kind of was cool at all, man. Even when... Twitter didn't exist. People mm-hmm. saying nigga at shows was always whack to me. Mm-hmm. And rappers condoning it and endorsing it was whack to me too, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so T.I. continued basically saying, uh, he said, y'all are bullying. We stood up on behalf of gays and lesbians and people in the gay community because if we thought it was some bullshit for y'all to have to be bullied. Okay, when did when did T.I. stand up for the gay community? Yeah. Did I miss this part? Did, did, did the baby do the same thing? Yeah, he said we stood up. He said, "quote We all stood up on behalf of gays and lesbians and people in the gay community." When did yeah. this? Did I miss? And, and still, and and to be honest, if they did, that still don't make it right for you to say whatever. That's the same thing as you know a rich white man just donating to the NAACP and then being able to you know be disrespectful towards yeah. Yeah, and it's like, oh, I'm well, not racist. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I donate all the time. Like that. I voted for Barack. Yeah. Come on now, I voted for Obama. Yeah, so, yeah, that don't mean shit. <laughs> yeah, so um, basically he's saying that gay people are bullying uh, the baby, and if Lil Nas X, who had nothing to do with any of this, by the way, if Lil Nas X can kick his shit According to T.I., then the baby should be able to say whatever he wants to say. Um, I don't see what those even have to do with each other. But yeah. Boozy also made that connection for some reason. Boozy also defended the baby and he went off on a rant basically talking because uh, Lil Nas X, who is a known troll online, did some joke tweet about um, performing naked at the VMAs with Jack Harlow. Mm-hmm. Which obviously ain't gonna happen, yeah. but I guess somebody told the, a Boozy that, and Boozy said, "I'm gonna beat that faggot up if I ever see that shit." You know how you gonna perform in front of children naked, in front of children? He said, "Children, <laughs> children. How you gonna perform in front of children naked?" I'll beat that faggot up. He said the f word several times in that rant. Yeah. Um. So a lot of people are showing their ass right now. Uh, and Chris, you know you're in trouble when Chris Brown himself <laughs> has to tell you to chill. And yeah. Chris Brown posted on his story, his IG story, he said, quote, shut the fuck up, do your shows, thank everybody, then get the fuck off stage and like 10 exclamation marks. Yeah. So that's when Chris Brown got to tell That's you, probably the realest thing he said in a long time, man. Yep. <laughs> 100%. So... <laughs> This is kind of spiraled out of control. The uh, baby is trying to stand tall, I guess. A lot of rappers are, you know, unsurprisingly defending the baby, and some people are jumping in and and really talking. He's already lost one show. I think he's supposed to do a show in England yep. in uh, in September. He's been mm-hmm. pulled off that. Um, I think his songs have been pulled off some playlists as well. So we haven't seen the full cancellation happen yet, but I think we're seeing the the beginnings of maybe a cancellation if he don't do something quick yeah. and uh, make this right with the people that he apparently has offended. So 
with all that said, I set the table as best as I could. It's been yeah. a busy, crazy week for the baby. <laughs> but Figgy, what are your thoughts on this, man? What were your thoughts when you first heard the comments? What are your thoughts after all this backlash? Like, what do you make of all this, man? Um, when I first heard the comments, I just I just shook my head, man. It's just like the, first of all, it came out of nowhere because it it wasn't like something um, happened where we all seen it and he just giving his thoughts on it. It just like sucking dick in the parking lot. It's like what the fuck is you talking about? And um, just him him saying all this, and I I seen a bunch of people saying what happened to freedom of speech and all this other stuff. People need to get it clear, man. Freedom, it's like, yeah, like this is all freedom of speech. Like, like I think people get twisted, um, get it twisted what re- uh, freedom of speech speech really is. Yeah, we we got freedom of speech. We don't go to jail. He he not going to jail for what he said. He you can't not, get arrested. He's not getting for, arrested for saying some shit. Yeah, he's not. Uh, he won't be murdered, uh, like really murdered, for what he said, or won't get in, tr- in, in trouble by the government and all this other stuff. That's in the, that's in some other countries where they don't have freedom of speech. He can say whatever he want, but like that, that, that don't mean people still have to support you. They could choose. They could choose not to support you. They can they they got freedom of speech too. They can say they don't like what you said. So um, people be t- talking all that. I thought we had freedom of speech. You got freedom of speech, but these people are um, choosing not to support you. Support your ass now. So um, I was getting tired of people saying bringing up the freedom of speech stuff. But um, at the end of it all, man, it's just why is you even weighing in on this, man? Like. I just I'm I'm kind of getting tired of people just weighing in on the gay, like gay people, or the LGBT. Like, why is you weighing in on it? If you're not a part of that or, or, or whatever, like, don't even say nothing about it. Know what I mean, <laughs> like, why is you why is you even weighing in on that shit, man? If I had a show, I would not. Why would I go on a rant about that? Even if I didn't agree with what they were doing. Like there ain't nobody here to hear me talk about that. They here to to uh, see me perform, hear me perform, and and that's it. And I I kind of I that's the one thing I kind of hate. I, and look, I love interviewing some rappers. Uh, it's some dope rappers that had dope opinions and you know cool different opinions. But I I, I just wish rappers stopped giving their opinion, man. I, I feel I I just wish they did what Kanye did at the um at the listening party, just go up there, play their music, and leave, and not say a word. Because at the end of the day, like, these rappers, these rappers are, some of these rappers are crazy. I ain't gonna say all, but some of these rappers be talking out their ass, and they really don't get it. I don't, like, I just don't understand. The bootsies of the worlds. Like, like, what's the point of even talking about all this? Like, this, this shit don't make no sense. T.I. jumping in, saying this dumb shit it, it it don't even make sense man it's 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 really goofy and it's it's a shame that somebody like chris brown had to go up there and say hey you know just perform and get the fuck off the stage it's it's it's, it's stupid man and it's it's crazy because people always talk about um whenever they talk about somebody i guess being in the closet or something like that they're like oh it's 2021 they should just be open 
but you st- like it, you still got people like this, <laughs> mm-hmm. it, and it seems like it's getting worse. I know, I know, we all think that hey, you know, uh, you know, it's twenty twenty one, and people don't care, and they're open to you know whoever you like, but you still got people like this, and the baby, he ain't like he forty years old. Like it's still, it's still people out here that's that have a problem with it. And it's it's so strange, man. And with me, you know, being married to a woman, I just like I never had a problem with anybody gay at all. So I just don't I just don't understand why if you're if you're a straight man or a straight woman, why do this type of stuff bother you so much? <laughs> Where you gotta go on the raps on the, on the stage at Rolling Loud to rant about this. Like, what do that have to do do with you? Unless you was personally affected, unless, unless maybe little baby was in the car with an executive or something, and they tried to the do baby. something. Oh, I say little baby. I meant the baby. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, I know. I get it mixed up too. Yeah, but unless the baby was in the car with an executive, and he tried to do a little something, something mm-hmm. in the car in the parking lot, and maybe he getting up there ran about that. Maybe I can understand, but it's still disgusting, man. I just I just don't like it. Um, the A's part, uh, I don't understand how people don't understand that part. It's um it's kind of like a it's to me, AIDS and gay people, it's kind of like when people associate monkeys with black people. Mm-hmm. Like that's you know, it's not it's not necessarily a um like a bad word using the word monkey. But just that association is bad if you go back in time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing with AIDS and gay people. People always thought gay people had AIDS, HIV. It's, you know, like it was wrong for him to even bring that up because even though he might have been saying, you know, HIV in general, but you still brung up gay people or gay men or whatever and AIDS. Like you, should, you shouldn't even do that type of stuff. And with him being a big artist... You got to use your brain, man, because little stuff like this can mess your whole career up. And um, I, I just wish he could have. I, I wish he would have been thinking a little more, man. But I don't know. It's it's just crazy, man. I'm just tired of these rappers on these stages giving their own opinions. Like I don't want to hear another opinion from another rapper mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point. Like just do your music, just make your good music, and and move on. Yeah, I agree, man. And, and I was really puzzled. I'm still hearing the audio. I'm still puzzled as to why he even said that, man. Like, I, there has to be something that happened that day that was on his mind so much yeah. that he just had to get it off in the middle of a rolling loud set in front of thousands of people and millions watching at home. He had to let that off his chest for some reason, man. And the DJ ain't make it no better either. Yeah, some of y'all suspects. Come on, man. Yeah. So that that was one thing that stuck out. Why did he even say that? Something must have happened. I, I guess he felt insecure about it, so he had to do the super macho tough guy. I don't fuck with that gay shit for no reason. Um, it, it, it's just I, I really don't understand it. There, number one, there's there's a lot of things in, in this that I that just annoyed me. Number one, keeping everybody bringing up Lil Nas X. Like I've I've learned if you, I just don't watch the shit I don't want to see from Lil Nas. Lil Nas X got a new video where he danced naked in prison. I don't want to see that shit, so I just didn't watch it. 
Yeah. You know, people are acting like this is forced. I haven't seen this song anywhere. I haven't seen the video anywhere, yeah, but I YouTube, seen it either. you search for it. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. So people acting like this is a children's song or something, or it's being forced. And, and let, you don't look at Lil Nas X unless you want to. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think all these people having these hot takes are just reading Shade Room headlines and just doing his job for him, doing the marketing. Yeah. Because if you don't want to watch some shit, like there's plenty of things I don't, plenty of artists I don't care for. I just don't listen to them. Yeah. I don't watch their stuff. And and that's the end of it. Like mm-hmm. Lil Nas X, he does his thing. I had no problem with him, but I don't listen to his music. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's fine. Or, or really watch his videos, but. I mean that that you that's fine. People keep bringing it. The shit, little boozy said was ridiculous, man. I know it's it boozy, so we shouldn't expect anything from this nigga at this point. But he he's gotten completely off the deep edge, man. The the insecurity about gay stuff has always <laughs> annoyed me in hip hop, man, in black culture, period. Yeah. Like, why are people so insecure about this gay stuff, man? I don't yeah. get why it annoys them so much. It's so crazy to me. Yeah, because if you're not gay, you shouldn't have nothing to worry about. <laughs> if you worried about a kid becoming gay by watching gay stuff, that means they were probably already gay. Yeah. Think about it. In your in your uh, adolescent life, you probably saw something gay at some point on TV or in real life. You knew gay people existed. It's not like you were grown then realized there was gay stuff out there. <laughs> you know, so it, it's not like people are just being goofy. I've heard all these weird explanations for it. And people just have to realize times change. Uh, the time in which rappers could say basically anything on wax is over. Yeah, People got to accept that. Mm-hmm. You know, and hip hop has a history of crazy lyrics that would not fly today. Yeah, Shit disrespecting women disrespecting Asians, gays, especially black people, but that's okay still. That's only a story. Yeah. But it's okay to disrespect black people all day mm-hmm. still. But and and some very anti-gay, uh, I will yeah. say homophobic ass lyrics, man, and mainstream songs. I was listening to Where the Hood At by DMX. <laughs> Dog, if you have not heard the uncensored version of that song, the first verse is probably some of the most anti-gay hating <laughs> lyrics I've ever heard from anybody. Yeah. And this was a song that played on a radio, dog. It was, yeah. it was a hit single. It's not like an album cut that was at the end of the album. Yeah, This was a mainstream hit single, and he's shitting on gay people for no reason Yeah, throughout the entire first verse. <laughs> it, it's insane, man. And, and the things, I understand the times were the times, and at one point... You know, it was okay to say all this stuff. It's not anymore, man. Yeah. Like things have changed and it ain't it ain't 90, 1998. It ain't nineteen eighty-eight. Like you can't just say anything you want on a record or on stage and yeah. have everybody be okay with it, especially if it offends people, man. Like I, I have a lot of views that I just don't express because I know if people I know, you know, people I know people who will be hurt by them, possibly. <laughs> you know, I know people. I, I'm not going to say we have a huge fan base on this podcast. We ain't there yet. But there are definitely people of all orientations and sexes that listen to our podcast. I'm aware of that. So I might have some views I'm not going to say on this podcast, man. Yeah. Just because I know it could hurt somebody. And I don't want to do that. 
Yeah. You know, so even if you have these views, it's OK to just keep them to yourself. Yeah. You don't have to put them shits out there. I mean, you, have, you don't have to say yeah. it to yeah, especially about like the, the baby knows he has a gay fan base. He He's one of the bigger rappers out right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of gay people are probably listening to your music. So yeah. why would you say this? Why would you alienate them like that in yeah. the middle of your show? It's just crazy, man. Yeah. And stop saying freedom of speech. What happened to freedom of speech? You can yes. you can say whatever you want. You know what I mean? But don't be upset when people don't want to support you anymore. <laughs> and, and when, you know, these companies start dropping you from your endorsements. Like, no, you cool. You can say what you want, man. It's a bunch of people out here that still say what they want. You're not going to jail for it, and you're not getting killed, actually killed, murdered for it. Yeah, the government not looking for you because of what you said. That's that's freedom of speech. So I, 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 I'm tired of people just saying, man, what happened to freedom of speech and all this. I think we, we take for granted what we got in the United States of America. Because mm-hmm. we could be in the, we, we could easily be over in China where we can't have any social media. We can't, you know, we can't tweet certain things. You could be in North Korea where you can't say anything bad. Otherwise, you're going to jail. So, yeah, that's that's not freedom of speech. <laughs> what we have here is freedom, freedom of speech. But people had the freedom to, you know, not support you anymore or uh, say whatever they have to say about you for your comments. You know, the crazy thing is, man, honestly, like I had to point this out. Whenever somebody says something racist and gets canceled and loses their job and opportunities and gets taken off TV and whatever, like we have no problem with that as a black community. We're like we're cheering like, yeah, he got what he deserved. But when somebody faces pushback for saying some ignorant stuff against about Jews like Nick Cannon or some ignorant stuff about gay people like the baby and they get in trouble for it, suddenly it's, oh, what happened to free speech? No, yeah. if you're down for free speech, you should be defending the racists. Exactly. I never see these free speech people defending any <laughs> racist on social media. Yeah. So if you're really about free speech, defend the KKK, defend all these racists, defend David Duke and his people, defend all those people who are racist and saying things and losing their job, too, if you're so about free speech, man, because that shit yeah. gets on my nerves, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah that that pisses me off, man. This because that's technically that's free speech. Yeah, they, they're not going they're not going to jail for it. You know what I mean, the the uh, the most that happened is you know the company fired them, mm-hmm. and they can't get a job nowhere else because of that you know that image. Yeah, but um, they're still fine. You know what I mean, they're not being stoned to death or being thrown in jail or anything. So technically, that's freedom of speech. So it's just I don't know people. Yeah, people like to move the goalposts a lot. A hundred percent, man. It's like it's always whatever team you rooting for is going always going to be the right one, no matter what. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it's just annoying that rap is still got to be like this, man. And we still got to have these same conversations every year you know we think we passed it you know boozy ain't making no more hits ti is irrelevant so you think we're getting past like the super ignorant part of hip-hop at some point but then you got the baby and and the baby i think will be fine i think his fan base honestly by and large don't care about this shit like his main fan base but as far as future opportunities as far as collaborations as far as doing shows like he's in trouble on that front 
Yeah, I think, I think now, the block is hot now. Yeah, it definitely is. And he'll mm-hmm. always be able to have money and do shows. But as far as advancing, because I do believe he was getting a strong industry push. I think he was on some records he probably didn't belong on, given his fan base and the size of it. Yeah. But he was getting those positions regardless. Um, and yeah, so he he's really fucked himself for no reason at this point. And all he had to do was say, sorry, my bad. I was just, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what happened, I but I was, just, I was wrong. I was high. Something happened. Whatever. All you got to do is apologize and not mention it no more. Yeah. But he's going back and forth with people and all these rappers showing their ass by taking up for him. And I, I will admit, I think some people are clout chasing by shitting on him. Yeah, oh, extra 100%, hard. 100%. Yeah. I will say that much. I, I understand Dua Lipa because she had a project with him. She had a song with him out. Yeah. She had to say something. Elton John, I guess he's a gay icon. He had to say something, but Donna didn't have to say nothing necessarily. Yeah. I mean, uh, she's not in hip hop. She could have, I mean, we don't hear do from she her know a whole she, lot regardless. Does she n- really know who he is? <laughs> I think so. I think she does because she, I, I think she knows a lot about hip hop quite a bit. I think she follows hip hop. I don't think she's like, into the underground shit. I don't think she knows who MF Doom is, yeah. but I think she knows who the mainstream hip hop artists are. I mean, the Migos did this video at her house. Mm. So I think she's cool with mainstream hip hop. Um, Quest Love did not have to insert himself in this. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. All respect to Quest Love. Um, respect what he's done in hip hop. But like, what did this have to do with him? Yeah. If, if, if somebody was, was going to speak out, it should have been somebody more in tune with the new generation. Yeah. Because Quest Love being an old guy it just he comes didn't even off know his, who he was. <laughs> yeah. And people are people keep pointing out the picture of the baby performing on Jimmy Fallon with uh Quest Love playing drums in the background. Newsflash people that don't mean he knows who he is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty a lot sure of people, the baby. A lot of people just look at him as the guy, the drummer on Jimmy Fallon. Yes. They don't know he was part of of a legendary hip hop group. <laughs> I'm sure the baby does not know who the Roots are. Really, he might know of them, but I don't think he knows who and, they are. I don't think he knows Questlove, the drummer in the Roots. Yeah, and and two, um, you can he probably heard of the Roots or know the songs, but you don't know them individually like that. You probably he probably just know the roots. He probably ain't, he probably ain't realized it was Quest Love other roots. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think he knew. I don't think he knew. And people are pointing out just because he was on stage with him that his cap. Like no, he was yeah. performing on Jimmy Fallon. He he probably he, he probably didn't yeah. know who the band was. He probably got there late as shit and yeah. didn't rehearse. So yeah. now I wonder. Now you mentioned Quest Love. I want to throw this at you. Do you think it's he he's kind of in a similar position as the um the pop star that had to come out and say something? Uh he, Dua Lipa? Yeah, because he he is on a, a mainstream type of night show. And, and I wonder he did have that list of artists he want to work with or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if he had to like backtrack a little bit and say, "Hey, nah." <laughs> I feel like he could have expressed solidarity with the gay community without going so hard on the baby. And like mm-hmm. I said, I'm not saying the baby don't deserve it, yeah. but he specifically like went after the baby in that long ass post mm. and, and mentioned like he, he called him out by name. 
you know, you could have said, hey, you know, what what he said was wrong. Kept it short and simple. Said I express solidarity with the uh, people who have HIV and people who are in the LGBTQ community. He could have said something like that. He ain't. Yeah. But he went kind of extra at the baby. And it's somebody he don't really know. So that's the only problem I had with that. I'll be fine if somebody more like, let's say if a J. Cole said that, I would expect that a little bit more from him since, you know, he's more of this generation. <laughs> but Quest Love, like like I said, baby don't know who he is. They probably never talked before ever yeah. b- besides a casual, hey, how you doing? Good to meet you. And, and that was it. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of clout chasey, in my opinion. He He could have said less and still cleared himself if that was his goal but yeah. he went kind of hard yeah and I think too to bring it back to you know what we were saying about little baby that you know they don't even need to say shit I think some people I th- even with this situation um, even going at the baby they don't even they don't need to say shit yeah just keep it moving man just ignore it and let the people let the wolves get him mm-hmm. like, like, like if I was in that position I'm not about to say nothing like if he said that dumb shit, I'ma just keep it moving and make and quietly distance myself from that. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's just it, it's just crazy. It's it's like every rapper or artist got to weigh in on something. Like yeah. I don't like I'm sick of the, uh, these artists. It's only a few artists that have good opinions. Where it's like okay, that maybe they have a um you know they have a future in media or something. But um, a lot of these rappers don't. I don't want to hear no opinions from none of these artists, man. They, it's just goofy, and they just, they just feel like they gotta weigh in on everything. You ain't gotta weigh in on nothing, man. Just, just stay low. Yeah, I agree, man. And and them and their quest to appear cool, like they're never gonna say the right thing. Usually, the same thing happened with the Black Lives Matter stuff, man. Like mm-hmm. there was a whole people would push that. I guess in the back of their mind, but when that shit was first popping off, there was a bunch of ignorant ass shit said by a lot of people, including Travis Scott, uh, ASAP Rocky, yeah. uh, shit. Even Kendrick said some questionable shit at that time, man. Like there's a lot of people showing that they really shouldn't be talking about anything yeah. besides music. Yeah. Um, especially not political or social issues or sexual orientations at all. So, yeah. I agree, man. Rappers just got to shut up. Ain't this crazy how that Black Lives Matter stuff just took off? Because then, like, if maybe I'm wrong, didn't it start as just a hashtag? Yeah. Uh, uh, Just, hey, you know, Black Lives Matter, too, as far as the police shootings and just Mm -hmm. shootings of, uh, you know, young black kids. And now it's it's just it just became so political, man. I'm I'm, like, I'm low key scared to even say Black Lives Matter at this point. I always have to. Um, you know, tell people that hey, I'm, I'm, I'm for the hashtag type thing, not the actual organization. If that makes sense, because I don't know what the organization is. I, I always thought that the hashtag was corny to begin with, man. Like, I feel like that's something that shouldn't even have to be said at this point. Like yeah. I always said, I'm like, I, I would be more extreme. I'd be like, fucking. Fuck the police or some shit like that, man. <laughs> like I, I'm feeling that more than Black Lives Matter because that's like that just seems so soft and apologetic. And please just let us live, white people. Like please, like I hate that shit, man. It gets in my nerves. So I never liked it to begin with. But it is it is strange how that became a uh, p- 
political organization and the people that we thought were in it weren't even in it at some point. And yeah. nobody knows who's running it. They have all these chapters that are not related. Yeah. And yeah. It, it became very weird. Yeah. I always scratch my head whenever somebody say, I, uh, you know, we donated to the Black Lives Matter movement. It's like, what is like, that? Which one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Like, like I said, it started off as a hashtag of just, yeah. you know, it wasn't nothing crazy. It was just a, hey, you know, another black man killed for no reason. Black Lives Matter too type thing. And now it just turned to a whole organization and don't nobody know what it is. Nobody <laughs> who, knows who, who run, run it. it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's super strange. It's, it's kind of sketchy, man, to be honest. I, you know, um, yeah, if you want to donate your money there, that's cool. But, uh, like, I like to see where the money go, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I, yeah, I don't... It is strange that I just took off. And <laughs> uh, and that's, that's when you know, like I, like I said, when it becomes corporate, that's when you should know to back away. Yeah. Once the fucking government is okay with saying it and puts it on places, once the NBA puts it on the court, NFL. once the NFL puts it on the field... Once people put it on their jerseys, once it's become a corporate slogan, that's when you know, okay, this has been co-opted. Yeah. And y'all y'all got to back off because <laughs> it's no longer for the people anymore. This is a uh, machine behind this now. So, yeah, yeah, man, it is crazy so how I, that just... Yeah, so I had to make make it clear because, you know, I, sometimes I get people say, oh, Black, Li- Black Lives Matter. Well, you know they did this and... It's just yeah. like, look, I'm I'm all about the, you know, the actual saying. <laughs> so when I say, hey, Black Lives Matter too type thing, that I really mean that shit. I'm not talking about the organization. Yes. And, and the crew or the group that's walking around or whatever. I'm talking about the actual quote. <laughs> and that's the annoying thing, too, the way that it got vilified. Yeah. You know, the way that white people were rioting and, and doing other, and I think they confuse Black Lives Matter with Antifa too because I think yeah. they ascribe some things that Antifa does and say that's Black Lives Matter <laughs> but they act like Black Lives Matter is a terrorist group man yeah it's like do you think that the original people who made Black Lives Matter <laughs> were terrorists trying to burn down America and kill all white people yeah. and destroy the government like they were saying cops got to stop killing us and people got to stop killing us for no reason yeah. Like y'all know this, but people acting stupid because they don't they don't want to. That's I, I yeah. can go down this for. But let's yeah. let's stop there because yeah. that could be a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, since we're on the uh, on that kind of topic and that kind of time, we might as well talk about something else controversial that happened. <laughs> uh, Simone Biles, number one. Have you been watching the Olympics, Figgy, at all? Uh, nah, really. I watch. It's funny. I watched a little bit of water polo. I never watched a water polo game in my life. And so I was, it was the women's water polo. I watched a little bit of um, um, volleyball. And I seen some of the Simone Biles stuff too, because I, I had to see it. And she she looked rough, man. Yeah. She looked mentally out of it. I was just like, damn. I, it was at one point, I thought she was about to cry. I'm like, damn, I guess she didn't do good. <laughs> It was one. It was one time she actually uh, came off the mat, and I was just like, "Oh shit, is that is that good or bad?" It looked like she was about to cry. I'm like, "Oh shit." <laughs> Did you see Naomi Osaka get smoked too? 
I didn't see that. Any chance? I ain't see that. <laughs> I saw the highlights. She looked bad too, man. She looked like she did not want to be there. Um, so yeah, so Simone Biles did pull out of the team final in the Olympics. Um, uh, citing mental health issues. It wasn't a physical injury. It was mental health. Uh, basically, she was um, just not in the right mind frame. She couldn't complete her twist like she's supposed to. I think it's a condition that gymnasts call the twisties, where you can't you get lost in the air and you can't land right. And if done wrong, of course, you know you're flying up there. So if you yeah. land on your fucking head, you'll die. Yeah. So it's very dangerous if you if you can't land right in gymnastics. Of course, obviously. So she pulled out of the uh, team final. Um, they got the silver. Uh, she also pulled out of the all around, but another lady took her place and actually won gold. I think her name is Sunisa. Mm. Um, and yeah, she did a good job. She won gold for America. I think there are some more events next week and we'll see, but it, it does not look like she'll be competing seeing what we've seen. I think she's still posting videos of her and she still can't land rider. She's still having a tough time. So I think we might've seen the end of her Olympic career. Um, now, of course, this has brought a whole lot. This gave conservative talk radio enough ammunition for a whole week. Yeah. <laughs> because they've been going on talking about how Simone Biles is a quitter, mm-hmm. how she quit on America. Yeah. And look at this white lady who fucking uh, did the Olympics with a sprained ankle. Uh, what's the lady, Carrie Strutt or... I can't remember her fucking yeah. name. Who cares, man? Who cares? That <laughs> she was abused into fucking doing that shit. Like, come on, man. Um, so yeah, uh, there have been a lot of people expressing, you know, outpouring a whole lot of, you know, it's going to be okay. Basically patting Simone Biles on the head, telling her nothing's wrong. With what she did it was brave. And other people saying that she quit on America and she made the country look bad. And this is just more entitled athletes, entitled meaning, you know, what they mean by that. Entitled athletes um, <laughs> being spoiled and quitting on America when they should be riding for their country. So, Figgy, what are your thoughts on this whole Simone Biles thing? Do you think she let down America? Um, Nah, man, I, I ain't have a problem with what she did, man. And um, look, we talked about this with um, Naomi Osaka. And um, other people. To me, when it comes to mental health, man, I I can't be the one and judge and say, hey, you need to be out there. Like, just suck it up and be out there. I'm not the one to sit there and say, hey, like, come on now. Like, other somebody with a broke leg did this, and you sitting there because of mental health. I think that's just shitting on mental health overall and not really caring about it. But um, – I, look, man, what what these gymnasts do is hard as fuck. And if you're not in the right mindset to do all that shit, man, you better off not doing it rather than you trying to do it and, you know, land on your neck and, you know, your career be over. So um, a lot of people was bringing up that, you know, she was too cocky. She um, she was walking around with the, the, the stuff that had the gold on it. And she was feeling herself, and maybe she probably was feeling herself. I don't know, but um, a lot of people was breaking up that hey, she you know she just got a taste of her own medicine, or she just couldn't deal with the spotlight. Pro- she probably couldn't deal with the spotlight. Maybe it was it was too much pressure on her. But uh, I have I had no problem with her uh, jumping out of there because, like I said, if if you're not mentally there, 
And th- like this ain't basketball. This ain't <laughs> you know if, if your shot ain't there, you can you know you can play defense or you know you find another way to help your team. It's a it's a team thing. But with the uh, with the gymnast, that's individual. So if her if her mind wasn't there, man, I'm not the one to sit there and say, hey, you know you you know why did you quit? I, you know, I'm perfectly I'm perfectly fine with that. And like I mentioned with Naomi Osaka too, she, um, Simone didn't she, she she didn't come off as an asshole or somebody that was extremely cocky or just talk talking out of her ass. And then when the spotlight hit, she run and hide. It it wasn't anything like that. So you know, I'm 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 okay with her. You know, taking some time, man, and. I th- I think people being ex- uh, extremely too hard on her, man. Is you you kind of see you know you see certain people bringing this shit up and shitting on her. It's kind of like ah, oh, you really wasn't even that. Da- you probably wasn't down with her at all at this mm-hmm. point. You know what I mean? And look, and plus she from, you know she an H town girl, man. She Texas, so you know I wasn't about to say hey, you know you you know you quit on America and all this other stuff. She she had an amazing career. So, um, yeah, she might have, you know, let the team down in the Olympics. And, you know, I, I think they were supposed to, uh, they was uh, supposed to come, supposed to grab the gold. But, um, look, man, I, I don't play around with mental health. <laughs> if, if she says something is going on and, you know, and I could tell even from watching it when she was doing it, it looked like she, it looked like she was about to break down. And I, you know, I never really watched that shit before, so I wasn't sure if, you know, if a um, a player don't really get their moves right, they, you know, I, I'm not sure if they get that emotional. But she was super emotional. Where I'm like, damn, like, damn, I, you know, she, I, I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was kind of it was kind of strange seeing people just going in on her like that after all this time where she was always breaking records and getting the gold and getting trophies and all this other shit. And then now it's like, oh, you, you got all these people that hate her all of a sudden. So, um, yeah, man, I, I hope I hope she come back and do her thing. But uh, I could tell just from watching that she wasn't really into it. So, um, yeah, like I said, maybe, maybe she was feeling herself too much, calling herself the GOAT. And it kind of, uh, you know, it kind of punched her in the face. But still, you know, if that was if that was the case, I'm still okay with her, you know, you know, uh, you know, uh, getting out of it because it's like, damn, if she recognized that the moment was too bad for, her, cool, at least she recognized it. But yeah, I, I'm okay with her doing this. Yeah, I don't have a few minds about it, man. Um, Number one, of course, if she's mentally checked out and can't do it for whatever reason, of course, you can't force yourself to do something like gymnastics, man. It's not like basketball where you can kind of just force yourself to be out there and hope it comes to you. Like, you know, if you fall, you could severely hurt yourself. So I understand that. Um, I honestly think she shouldn't have went at all. Mm. Um, and, and looking, people have pointed to her earlier interviews before the Olympics started. Um, you, and you could tell she was not in the right mind state. Um, she mentioned things like how she's not fearless like she used to be when she was younger. Um, how, you know, the the other women are just so much younger. They basically weren't even born when she started doing uh, Olympics for the first time. She was 24 years old. 
which in every other sport would be the, your prime, but that's washed oh, yeah. in gymnast years. Yeah. Um, usually people don't compete still at the age of 24 and up. Yeah. And she's up there now. So I think it would have been completely understandable if she just didn't go to Tokyo or went there as a coach or something, but did not compete. Because mm. you can tell that she was not in the right mind state to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the problem is, honestly, I think Nike or whoever sponsors her got in her head and said, look, you know, we're going to do this GOAT campaign for you. We're going to mm. put GOAT on your uniform. We're going to do. Remember, they had the GOAT emoji for Simone Biles. Yeah. And there was a bunch of commercials for that. Oh, the Simone Biles GOAT emoji. <laughs> and it's like, was was she really calling herself the GOAT? Yeah. Or was the the companies <laughs> like doing this whole marketing campaign? Because if you watch the Olympics, the commentators were slobbing her down too, man. It was kind of disgusting. <laughs> like, wow, she's the greatest to ever do it. Wow, yeah. Simone Biles right here, the greatest. Wow. People on Twitter talking about how, you know, we don't talk enough about how Simone Biles is the greatest of all time. She's the greatest of all time, greatest of all time. <laughs> like, they're pumping her up, and I don't even know if it was yeah. her doing it. Yeah. I think it was the companies that are sponsoring her, Nike, whoever is behind it, had a whole campaign for her to be the go. And maybe she really just didn't want to do it. But, you know, she was she, there was money in it. She yeah. had the obligations. She had to go. Yeah. And I think that's what really got her caught up, man, because mm-hmm. she had those expectations put on her. Maybe she didn't want it. Maybe she just checked out gymnastics now and she didn't even want to go. But they kind of forced it. Yeah. I think she shouldn't have went, man. I think it was time for a new gymnast because every year, that's the cool thing about the Olympics. Every year there's like a new superstar, yeah. somebody we never heard of before, get super famous because they do really well in the Olympics. And every few years we have some new gymnasts who we never heard of before and suddenly they're household names. Yeah. So I think uh, she shouldn't have even gone. It should have been somebody mm. else's time at this point and she shouldn't have and like i said i can't put it on her because i don't know how much she was involved in yeah but her people should have said nah sit this one out you had a great career call it a career and we'll have these new uh gymnasts ready to go yeah uh but i do have another side to it too man Mm. because uh i understand there are double standards in how we talk about men and women and i accept that you know some men can do things that women can. Some women can do things and get away with things that men can't. And that's just life. Yeah. You know, I accept that. Um, but when I look at sports, I see it kind of differently because I see everybody as being professionals. I actually really respect female athletes, man, because what they do is a little harder given how their body is formed and how they have their own issues. I mean, they're not really built to pack on muscle or be super athletic as men are, but yeah. they still do it anyway. And they do it to the best of their ability. So I really yeah. respect that, man. I'm a big fan of MMA and some of my favorite fighters are women. They be putting on a show in MMA, man. Yeah. They really get at it and have a lot of skill. <laughs> so I respect female athletes and I put them on the same respect scale as men. I'm not saying they're as good. Of course they're not, mm. but I, I respect them as professionals. So I do think it's fair to criticize when somebody does something that can be perceived as letting, I don't know, quitting her basically. Because Doug Gottlieb, who I'm not a fan of, but he did bring up that point too. uh, 
basketball players get it the worst. Yeah. In terms of, we still talk about LeBron in 2011. Yeah. Quitting. We still talk about Kobe versus the Suns quitting. Mm-hmm. We yeah. talk about NBA Paul players George. quitting. Uh, Paul George. They called him Pandemic P. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. They killed. They killed Paul George throughout his really the last few years. Yeah. Fucking Giannis. They're counting down his free throws. Of course, that's a mental issue why he can't hit the free throws consistently. And the crowd is there literally mocking him and his (laughs) mental preparation to shoot a free throw. Yeah. Like Ben Simmons can't shoot for some reason. It's clearly mental. And he's been getting trashed for years now and Mm. made fun of and pokes fun at. Yeah. And I think if that's fair, then it's fair for people to criticize a female athlete. I'm not saying it's right, Mm. but I'm not saying it's out of bounds either. Yeah, because I, I some of the some of the things people have been saying about Simone Biles, if I was her, I'd be embarrassed because they're saying, oh, don't worry. It's OK, girl. It's OK. You're still a winner. You're still like, like something your parents would say after you fuck up in sports. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're still you got nothing to prove. You're OK. You're still a winner. What you did was better than getting a gold medal. Yeah. You, what you did was more brave than getting a gold medal. They said <laughs> that shit. Yeah. It's like. Man, can can we be real? You don't have to say she quit, but to act to pander and act like she's yeah. a child. Yeah. Like I would be embarrassed if I was in that position and people were treating me like a little baby. Mm-hmm. You know, people do it with Serena and Venus too. Yeah. They, when they, they when they, they really embarrass- been doing, Yeah, they really been doing it with Serena as of late. Yes. And it's like Serena, she 39 years old. <laughs> I mean, Serena she, is washed up, man, and she's <laughs> been looking bad out there in some matches, and they still are scared to criticize her. Yeah. Like, you have nothing to prove, Serena. It's okay. It's okay. You know, you're not yeah. going to win them all. You're still the GOAT. You're still the GOAT. What but, you did is yeah. better than what she did. But, like, uh, yeah, but, but look at Kobe his last year. He got he, killed. He was awful, man. And people let it know, let it, was letting it know. That hey nah he he is washed right now, and nobody want to go play with him and all this other stuff. He was getting killed. He was getting killed, man. Vontae Davis, people brought that up too. Vontae Davis on the Buffalo Bills kind of did a similar thing. He quit, <laughs> quit at halftime, time. and everybody <laughs> made fun of him. Yeah. But even he admitted it was a mental issue. Like he was checked he out. Said he said he ain't got it no more. <laughs> yeah, he said he was done. And that, football is a violent game. You can't yeah. get in there half-assed. You're going to yeah. get yourself hurt. Mm-hmm. And he knew that, and people made fun of him yeah. for leaving at halftime. But he did really the same thing Simone Biles did and did not get even an ounce of sympathy. I know Shannon Sharp was kind to him because he understands that as well. But a lot of people shit on him and, and made jokes. Yeah. So I feel like we, we got to be a little fair. Like I said, some conservative people, I don't fuck with them and what they're saying. Some goofy shit about her letting down America and blah, blah, blah. I don't care about that. All I'm saying is I don't think it's out of bounds to criticize if you have a problem with it, to criticize and say, hey, she had you know, a bad she game. Shouldn't, <laughs> she shouldn't have went out there with the team if she wasn't feeling it because yeah. she put the team in a fucked up position because yeah. they couldn't replace her once she dropped out. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Yeah. And if you say that on Twitter, you're going to get killed by her fan base. Yeah. T- 
Taylor Roots gonna get on your ass and all these people. So <laughs> yeah. like it I don't want to treat women like children if they're professional athletes. That's my thing. Like yeah. they're grown, they can take criticism. I know Naomi Osaka can't <laughs> in front yeah. of the media at least, but yeah. like I just don't like this feeling of, you know, Naomi Osaka's going through it too. She played really badly. And this was her home Olympics. She was yeah. representing Japan. She lit the flag. I mean, she lit the torch. She lit the torch. And she was out there looking. She looked out of shape. You could tell she hadn't played in a while. Yeah. And she looked, she beat herself, man. So many unforced errors. She looked terrible. We didn't hear about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was no no Skip Bayless version of somebody <laughs> going to go in on Naomi Osaka like he would yeah. LeBron if LeBron choked yeah. during a uh, – a game his, he was supposed to win. His shit with LeBron is getting ridiculous, man. It is. It, it's really getting ridiculous. Like, like they did a whole segment on Space Jam too. <laughs> they opened the show with it, <laughs> yes, I think, man. Yes. And talking about he ain't a better actor <laughs> than Jordan. It's, it's getting ridiculous, man. And look, man, I I know a lot of people don't care for LeBron. What LeBron did, how he do stuff, but um, like dog, like who. Like you could talk about all the times he lost in the finals, but it, I'm not trying to give him a participation award. But man, like what he been doing or going to how many straight finals, seven straight finals, and the teams he been carrying as the Cavaliers, like like I, I just I just can't shit. You could say you know he ain't do a good job in no games or whatever, but. It's just hard for me to just shit on his whole career. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just it's, it's just kind of wild how people be talking. And sure, maybe he's not better than Jordan, but he in the fucking conversation. <laughs> and that say a lot because we ain't put nobody. We, Kobe was probably the one that got closest to the conversation. Like ain't nobody else been in the conversation with Jordan this long. <laughs> maybe it could be social media too, but. I think that's I think that's a win right there for him to even be in the conversation with somebody no, he, who's the greatest of all time. He is in the conversation. Anybody who who's saying otherwise is lying, man. Like yeah. I'm not a big LeBron fan, but I have eyes. I can tell he's in the conversation for best player of all time. I'm not saying he is. I'm not saying he's number two or three, but I'm saying he's in the conversation. You can't say he's not. Yeah. So people, people saying like Magic Johnson was better. Come I disagree now, with that, man. You could Come you could put now, everybody man. else up there, man, outside of Jordan. Anybody else on that list is like, uh, I don't know. Like they ain't doing the the shit um LeBron is doing. I don't know. No, no 100%, man. But to to the LeBron point, like the criticism the the criticism he gets it sometimes out of bounds. But also what I hate and what go back to the Simone Biles thing is how you can criticize a single game that LeBron did. Like, let's say he just, it was a playoff elimination game. He just didn't show up for whatever reason, couldn't hit shots, was forcing things, had a bad stat line, looked bad. If you criticize that, some of his fans will go back and saying, well, what have you done? Well, what, like, what, yeah. uh, uh, he's still the greatest player of all time. He has all these stats. Yeah, he's MVP. That's what people did to Simone Biles. Yeah. When they criticize what she did. Well, she what have you done? Yeah. Have you done the Olympics? Have you been a gymnast? Yeah. Who are you to talk? So yeah. I'm like, if we're using that standard, let's never criticize anybody ever who does yeah. things that we don't. I hate people that do that, man. Uh, somebody tried to uh hit me with that about movies. 
Like, oh, you're not in the movie business. and Yeah, critic. how do you know like, what a good movie is? Like, like motherfucker, okay. they making the movies for us. <laughs> <laughs> like, they making it for us. If we don't like it, we don't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so so in that case, we supposed to like everything. <laughs> like, yep. it, it don't make no sense. So no. so every song that come out, you you need to like it. Because you don't know how hard it is to make a song in the studio and mixing and mastering and all that shit. Like people be talking crazy, man. I just don't, nah. I I just don't get it, man. I think in like Simone Biles' case or LeBron's case, if they have a bad game, you you should have the right to criticize that game at that moment. <laughs> it shouldn't be we shouldn't be bringing up oh yeah the bad game, but he still got three rings or yeah he still he built a school you know he's yeah. a better man than Jordan like who the fuck is yeah. even talking about that man yeah so like you had the right to be criticized. But um, yeah, yeah, it's that moment. You should be able to criticize somebody in that moment if they had a bad game. Just like we criticize people if they have a bad album. If Jay Z drop a bad album, we have the right to criticize it. <laughs> we can't, you know, you can't sit here and say, "Well, he got money, so." So no, they and that is a real defense that I've is. heard a whole lot. Yep. You know, oh that 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 car ugly. Well, what cars have you bought? Yep. What cars have you made? You know, mm-hmm. have you ever made a car? You know how hard it is to make a car? That's how silly people sound yeah. when they say shit like this. So, oh, yeah. he got money though. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so we can't. So we can't have an opinion on nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he that, got money yeah. though. Like yeah. oh, you don't like what Jay Z did with Roger Goodell? Oh, you you don't. You're not a businessman like him. What do you know? How many M's you got? Like, yeah. Bitch, please. Like man. how many people M's you sick. got? <laughs> 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 like, so what make you qualified to even say that to me? So see, that's that's like we're all slaves, and yeah. we can't say nothing against our masters if they have more money or are more accomplished than us, man. No, we we can judge and critique. That's what makes sports fun. The discussion. Yeah. We can't just have one opinion on everything. That's not a discussion. That's why people didn't talk about Simone Biles before this because there was no discussion to have. It was yeah. just simply okay. She's the best gymnast. Okay, mm-hmm. we all accept that. Now is a discussion because there's something to actually talk about with her. Yeah. But before it was just, okay, she's the best. Next topic, what's going on with the NBA? What's going on in the NFL? Like we just moved on from it. So mm-hmm. now it's a discussion. And I'm saying, like I said, I'm not siding with the people who are all upset on right wing radio talking about she quit and she hates America, whatever. That's goofy bullshit. But I'm just saying we should have a right to criticize everybody in sports because that's what makes sports fun. Yeah. And yes, at the end of the day, I doubt they should give a shit because they, like we said, have more money than us and we'll be okay. Yeah. If you in media or entertainment or something like that, you should be able to be criticized for uh, whatever you put out there. Yeah. Like like people, if they want to criticize my take on this, like I can't, I can't sit there and be upset about it. (laughs) This is my opinion. If you don't agree with it, you have the right to go back to the freedom of speech. (laughs) Yeah, freedom of speech. Remember? Yeah, let's bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let, let's go ahead and do our uh, corporate mandated what a bro knows topic. Uh, we are wrapping up this month, man. Uh, an entire month of giving away Black Lux uh, gift cards. Now, if you're listening now, I'm sorry to say it's too late because we've <laughs> already given away the last one. But thank y'all. We've given y'all plenty of opportunities and told you how to enter. So if you haven't done it, it's your fault. 
but we do appreciate the people at Black Lux, especially Winter. It's BLV as in Victor, CKLUX.com. Make sure y'all still check out the website, y'all. It is Black owned. It's an online store, the Ultimate Women's Playhouse. You can sign up for the VIP list and receive updates, exclusive offers, and discounts. Uh, the Instagram account is Black Lux with the V, B L V C K L U X. And the website again is blacklux.com, B L V C K L U X. This is going to be the last episode. Um, I played my little commercial at the beginning, too. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a good commercial, too, <laughs> man. Maybe we can work out some bits in the future and, and keep it in rotation, but yeah. we'll see. Maybe we got some more. We, you're the uh, the commercial man now, dog. Like, we got to yeah. get you. <laughs> <laughs> we got here, here are our personal ad department, straight up. <laughs> On the marketing Produc- marketing person, the ad department, the marketing talent recruiting, yeah, all this stuff. The producer, man, the everyman of the Jim's Juice podcast. You do everything, man. Um, so for this topic, let's play a little of this audio, man, because this is one thing I keep seeing, and I want to discuss with the woman, but we don't have one here right now, so we're just gonna chop it among ourselves. But I keep hearing women complaining about how men don't approach them anymore. Mm. Um, and how basically women are having to do the approaching men are scared for whatever reason they're not shooting their shot like they should be I suppose and there is a uh, YouTube video we'll play a little bit of this a YouTube video of women talking about their difficulty of getting a man to approach them by guys and I think that a lot of guys in Los Angeles don't do that. I, don't, I think LA men are used to women approaching them. I have noticed that the girls out here, I, I mean, I've never noticed it before because I can't compare it in New York, but you know, they do go after what they want. A lot of women know what they want here. Women have become really less approachable. You're really mm. not, a man's really not clear if a woman is interested. Mm. And that's a problem. <laughs> because as a man, to walk across the room to talk to a woman and be rejected, I mean, who likes to be rejected? That's a really tough mm. thing. Mm. <laughs> She's spitting. These motherfuckers spitting. Let's yeah. keep this going for a little bit, man. I want to hear what else I got to say. So in today's video, we want to talk about why men are becoming more and more hesitant to approach women. Mm. And naturally, there could be these reasons such as perhaps he's shy or he has a fear of rejection, which is perfectly normal. Mm. But we wanted to cover the the growing trend of Fuck, uh, this music? false allegations uh, false accusations of sexual okay, assault cut it off. I don't care no more. perhaps don't <laughs> I don't want to talk about people being scared of sexual assault allegations I won't gonna bring that up <laughs> um, but this is an interesting topic man because I do want to know um, I've heard this from men for men and women like women are definitely saying it online that they're not getting approached by men um, I don't know if it's just men being shy I don't know what it is, man. Uh, Figgy, what are your thoughts on this? Why do you think less and less men are approaching women, at least in person, and shooting their shots? I th- uh, um, I feel like they probably scared of a, um, getting shot down. I think a lot of dudes just, you know, we, we kind of see on the internet of women pretty much embarrassing these dudes that try to shoot their shot and recording and all this other bullshit and uh women out here making it look like it's corny the way they doing it so they um 
Because I, I see a lot of women talk about, oh, why dudes don't never give me flowers or like I, I like for those for the women that say stuff like that, I see a bunch of other women saying how corny that is or how corny a dude um, text them good morning and all this other stuff. So I think guys are just scared of that rejection. They they scared to get shot down and scared of that um, embarrassment. I, th I think that's plain and simple. I don't think it's anything um, crazy. Yeah, I think it's a few things, man. I think it's, like you said, the compilations of women putting stuff online. I know we've, we've seen those videos of women who are walking down the street and a bunch of dudes are saying some shit. And they're like, I go through this every day. Why can't you men just leave us alone? And so that that those kind of things do go on my mind because I'm the type of guy who generally wants to be left alone. So if I think women want to be left alone, I'm not going to shoot my shot in public. Yeah. If I'm thinking, what if she's just like me and wants to, you know, some women do like being approached. We've talked to them on the podcast. They yeah. like being approached. They like the compliments and some don't. And we don't know which one you are until we talk to y'all. Mm -hmm. So it's difficult for a man. It's a bad position to be put in, honestly, but I don't know, man. I think it's a lot of things. Um, I think one thing is men are more insecure now, too, because of what we believe women want. And I think Twitter has and social media in general has ruined the reality of relationships because everybody's posting shit that they're not actually living. Yeah. How niggas got to be 80K and up salaries yeah. and have their own everything and be an entrepreneur and you got to do this and got to afford me this and cash at me this much every week and do things like we hear that goofy shit and women co-signing it. And we think that's like, we're not there yet. Yeah. So now we're insecure about our money. Mm -hmm. Could be insecure about your looks too, because maybe if you don't have a beard and you see all women love niggas with beards, you worried about that now too. Yeah. So I think it's, it's a mix of insecurity plus general fear now there are places you go go ahead oh uh, i was gonna say do you think the rappers kind of messed this up too a little bit by kind of doing the most and uh women kind of saying hey see that's how a man should be i think instagram is more to blame honestly mm -hmm. i think these fake relationships i think seeing what michael b jordan does for Lori harvey <laughs> and shit like that i think that's had more of a detriment i mean music is always gonna be niggas saying the most and saying ridiculous stuff i think we accept that but instagram we can actually see so people see that and think it's real then you see reality shows and all this fake stuff too i think it's just the expectations are just shot now man yeah. and i think that's in the minds of men and women and that's fucking with the everything now. I think people are just unrealistic in terms of what a real relationship should be, especially if y'all are both just square people with regular jobs and just trying to make it. Yeah. So I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's... it's I, I kind of... It's funny. I, I'm out the game, but I kind of like this because... Um, Women, women do always talk about how, hey, these guys are always harassing me. And there don't even be no real harassment. It'd be a, hey, what's going on type thing. And now these guys ain't stepping up to you. 
So now you want them to step up to you? <laughs> so it's like, damn, like, you got to pick something. <laughs> like, a guy got to pick a way to approach you somehow. So don't complain about it um, then, and then now they're not doing it, and then complain about that. Yeah, I have I have a hard time believing even a moderately attractive woman when she says she's not being approached. Maybe in L.A. I don't live in L.A. I don't know. But I know in Houston, if you even look halfway good, you go out like there's going to be uh, somebody going to holler at you. Yeah. The problem is, it's probably not going to be somebody you want hollering at you mm-hmm. or you're going to make a judgment or in that moment, you might not be thinking about looking for somebody. So yeah. women, I think women have this ideal scenario in their head. <laughs> it's kind of like, and I don't want to go to saying it's like rape, but women have a rape fantasy. I've talked to women who have rape fantasy, but they explain it to me and what their fantasy is. And it's like some dream scenario that would never actually happen in real <laughs> life, man. So I'm like, you just have this fantasy that is clearly not even realistic. And I think that's what they what they think about, you know, being approached. They think mm-hmm. it's got to be a perfect scenario. They think it's got to be a super handsome guy yeah. uh, with all their check marks marked off on mm-hmm. the checklist. He's got to meet all them things. Yeah. He's going to swoop in like Shamar Moore in a Tyler Perry movie. Yeah. And they're going to be a couple. Uh, yeah. And they, uh, a plumber knocking on the, uh, knocking on the door. <laughs> Good looking with a beard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, why are you, why are you so upset? Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel. I'm so sorry you're going through this bad relationship. Would you like to have coffee one day? Like, nah, it's it's stupid. (laughs) Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. So, (laughs) I think there's. I I don't know. It's tough. I I feel like I will say I was a lot more fearless about approaching when I was younger. Now I just I don't I don't know if it's fear or just I don't want the hassle of even dealing with it anymore. But. I don't approach no more really like I used to at all. Mm. Like it's got to be a situation where I know a woman's feeling me where Mm -hmm. I'll finally go ahead and be like, what's up? But I used to be fearless when I was in college. I wouldn't give a fuck. (laughs) I asked everybody I wanted to go out with. And if I got turned down, I'd be like, oh, well, I probably never see him again anyway. So I was fearless in college. I'm I'm not anymore. I admit I'm like Simone Biles getting old. Yeah. I wouldn't even know how to even approach a woman now, man. Like is I I I'm more scared to try to approach somebody via social media because I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to get screenshots and say, "Look at this thirsty ass nigga." And yeah, I think and me I I grew up shy. I was always shy, so um, I was always scared to like approach somebody in a club or I, I I actually would approach somebody in the club, but if I'm somewhere other than a club or a bar. I probably wouldn't even approach him because mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I don't, you know, I ain't trying to get shot down. But um, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't even know how to approach somebody at this point, man. It's tough, man. It's really <laughs> tough because yeah, women women make threats about how when we go when we go out, we just want to be left alone and be with our girlfriends. I saw a video of a nigga, a woman who was twerking by herself, like uh, by a chair in a club. And a yeah. man came up, you know, did the move that we all did at one point yeah. and, and rolled up and didn't even have hands on her. Just put his crotch up against her ass while she was twerking. And then she pushed him away and everybody <laughs> pushed him away and said, hey, you know, th- just because a woman's dancing doesn't mean you should just grind up on her. Fair enough. But when we was coming up, it was different. 
we the, did this all the yeah, time. That shit and it was, was the great. time too, man. Yeah. Like remember you used to see a girl twerking and shit? Yeah. And you would just try to slide behind. Walk up, and, yeah. And, and hopefully they catch on. She, sometimes they keep, don't. <laughs> nah, sometimes she moves away and you take yep. the message. Sometimes she grind closer and you're like, Yeah, yep. I found one for the <laughs> night. Yeah. And get your, get your niggas to hold you back and all yep. that shit. Hold hold yep. behind you. <laughs> so you don't fall and shit. <laughs> Man, those yes. days, man, those days was crazy, man. <laughs> it was an era, man. It, we gonna look at that in ten years and be like, we were true savages yeah. at that time. Man. That's gonna be like the free Nick of '99 yep. or whatever. <laughs> 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 like, damn, look at that girl with the baby fat. <laughs> yep, yep. Nah, I can't do that. No, that was an era that is lost. Now you can't do that no more. You can't dance on a random woman that's twerking no more. To you be honest, get... women don't even be doing that. They rather dance with their girlfriends. Yep. 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 So you can't even go in the club and try to do that now. Nah. Yeah. And most people ain't dancing in the club now anyway. Yeah, they on their phones. So they on their phone taking screenshots occasionally twerk for a video on a story or whatever but mm -hmm. it ain't like before when we was just like you couldn't be on your phone all night nah. back in the day yeah, you got a flip, flip phone, phone that had no games or nothing on it so yeah. you had to be on that bitch. It, it wasn't no social media <laughs> yeah be on the you, phone. Was, <laughs> you was on a dance floor all day yep. or all night yeah, and, and get more drinks. Stop to get drinks, and then go yeah. back to the dance floor. Sweating and everything. Yeah, <laughs> it used to be some nasty sweat too. <laughs> and it's funny because you used to point out the girl like, "Damn, she's sweating her ass." So let me try to get a dance yeah. with her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know she was putting in work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Good times. Wow, I'm just thinking about wow, and it wasn't even that long ago. But yeah. how much society has changed? Yeah, since like 2005. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, can't I can't do that I, no more. You know more. what? Next time I um next time we get a female on, I want to ask them when was the last time they actually twerked on a random dude. Okay. I wonder you, you think that's kind of, you know, you think that's I feel I think if they I think women do that on vacation. I'll mm -hmm. say that much. I know when they go out to Cabo or wherever out they go, country. Miami, yeah, where they go or just <laughs> anywhere on vacation, like they see that as a permission to be a freak. <laughs> and, and do whatever on anybody yeah but i feel like a regular night at the club it don't happen no more mm. like on a friday night you hit up wherever a bar club wherever like it don't happen no more like that yeah in I, general I, i'm curious because i ain't been to a club in a minute but if if we was to go to the club tonight will we see will we see like a a, a girl twerking on a dude if, it's, if, uh, if they were a couple, yeah, but yeah, I, it wouldn't be random. Yeah, I, yeah, I ain't talking about the couples. Yeah. The, you could kind of tell the couples. It, it, you know, it, it's not as intense, but you could tell the dude kind of got his girl. Mm -hmm. But but uh, remember back in the day, you could just go to a club and just, you know, find anybody that yeah. would work on you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then get their number, <laughs> which yeah. sound kind of wild because if you, yeah, I'm sure if you talk to somebody like Jasmine, she'd probably be like, nah, I ain't twerking on nobody. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even know him. <laughs> nah. Like, we yeah. got to talk first. <laughs> we got to, you know, message each other on Instagram first. And then, yeah, it don't, <laughs> it, it don't happen. And it don't mess it on Instagram first. <laughs> I got to know your screen name. I got to see your post before we do nothing. Uh, yeah, um, it don't happen no more, man. I can say I would pretty much I, like I don't go to clubs. I just know yeah. I, I, how society is now. Yeah. It don't happen like it used to. I'm not saying it don't happen at all, yeah. but not like it used to, man. Yeah, not unless you're at the most hood spot. 
yeah. I'm sure it still happens there. But yeah. no, nah, not. I wonder what a small, uh, like a younger club, like an 18 and over club, if it's if how that is. Because I know, like the most clubish place I go to is probably Prospect Park. Yeah, and it be crowded and all that stuff, and you will see some girls in a certain section, and they twerk a little bit and act a little ratchet, but um, their girlfriends be recording them for. Mm-hmm. And that's it. It's, it's not like they trying to get a dude or anything. They just show yeah. like, hey, hey, just for Instagram. And then everybody just stop. It's just like, damn. For like, yeah, let me post this just real quick. Video, yep. Yeah. And then yep. they go right back to just sitting there scrolling. Yeah. Checking the video and shit. But yep. uh, I wonder, uh, like a, a 18 and over club that used to be super ratchet and wild. I wonder how, how do they act? Do they pretty much just sit around on their phones or probably just dance I'm sure dancing groups yeah. yeah yeah dance for the gram a little bit then sit back down with your drinks and get back on instagram i'm yeah. sure that's how it is man so Damn, man. yeah i mean luckily we we could say we lived through the golden age yeah that was probably the, the last that was probably the last of the golden age 100 percent, 100 percent, and we got to see it so i'm glad I'm glad we got to experience that, man. I'm sorry for these kids growing up. They got to grow up in a different era and got to make things work with Tinder and shit. All these goofy ass <laughs> date naps. Yeah. But now nah, we we had the uh, the golden era, man. Facts. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Anything else happened this um, week? I we w- got the Dipset and Locks versus coming up next week. Remember, people yeah. tune into that August third. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, what else? It was some that kind of, kind of made me laugh a little bit. Um, uh, wait, I'm trying to find it. It was kind of funny. <laughs> uh, shoot, damn, I can't find it. Oh, well. Um. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, what's his name? Alfonso Roberto or Roberto? Roberto. Yeah, I know what you're gonna talk about. <laughs> I think I saw this. Yep. He um he was talking about how blacks not supporting him over his white wife, and I didn't realize he was married to Madonna's sister. I didn't realize that either. I, wow. I guess yeah, I I guess so. I'm not. She I, don't I, look like her. Yeah, that's crazy. I, yeah, I'm not sure if it was a joke or what, but yeah. But uh, he married. He said a lot of blacks not supporting her over uh, uh his white wife. <laughs> I think I read his comments. I think they were kind of misunderstood or misconstrued. I think he was more saying like he doesn't get black, I guess, certain black. He mentioned that, you know, he has his own TV show and stuff. But if he went to the BET Awards, he would have to buy a ticket. Like they Mm. wouldn't feature him as a black act at the BET Awards. or He couldn't host the BET Awards, even though he's a black host. And I don't think he was necessarily shitting on black people, but it did. I I, I got to say, I am tired of the plight of the interracial relationship at this point. I just don't give a fuck anymore. Wife is white. Yes. <laughs> he is very, very proud, proud that my wife, that is, wife white. is white. <laughs> mo wife. The thing that gets me is the mo wife. He, he went slave <laughs> accent when he said that shit. My wife is white. I'm also very proud that my wife is white. 
<laughs> like he was talking very prim and proper up to that point. Yeah. And he said, my wife is white. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, nah, you ain't got to go Kuta and Kente on that shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I got to say, I am sick and tired of the plight of the intellectual relationship at this point. Mm-hmm. Tia or Tamara, whichever one complains about that shit all the time. She got old with that. Alfonso Ribeiro complaining about that. Like, I just don't give, just yeah. fuck whoever you want to fuck. Yeah. And who, honestly, honestly, did, who, who I'd never seen nobody, I, I forgot he was damn married. Like, who, like, did that really have an effect on his career or maybe, you know, stuff going on in his life? Like I just I I just don't get it. I felt like I felt like he kind of solidified in the you know be, because of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air alone. He he got a TV he got a uh, what he hosting America's Funniest Home Videos or whatever that yeah. is. And I don't know I I felt like that's just the one you know I and I don't know him personally so I don't know you know what he been through or how he grew up but I do know he did. Um, he was acting and dancing and stuff at a very young age. So I'm guessing he wasn't, I'm sure he probably wasn't in the hood hood. He probably was, you know, going to acting school, all type of stuff at a real young age. So, you know, you grow up around who you grow up around, but I just, I'm kind of tired of people trying to, you know, black people trying to make it look like they're going through racial stuff. Like they try to make it obvious. Like you got some people mm. saying you you had some like TV reporter something like, oh yeah, I was pulled over by a cop, and um yeah, he was giving me a hard time, and then uh, he let me off without a ticket and all this other. It's just like that's not you know that's common. <laughs> like that's not really racial profiling. Getting stopped by the cops and you know getting let off or getting a ticket or something like that's not necessarily racial profiling. It seems like a lot of people uh, try to reach for something at this point. That I don't know if they just want to feel black or feel relatable, but it seems like you know people come out with stuff like this, like, "Oh yeah, I'm going through a lot of stuff because I got a white husband or I got a white wife," and it's just like, I don't. Yeah, I think a lot of people necessarily don't care. I, I feel like the people that do care or the people we do kind of um, say something about is the people that are super pro black. Mm-hmm. So like Donald Glover, uh, aka Childish Gambino, like when people found out he had a white wife or white baby mama or whoever, people was kind of like, "Wait, how are you gonna do that?" You got some people complaining about it, but eventually, it, you know, nobody cared. And same thing with Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't think nobody really care about that type of stuff, man. I think I think if he was really hot enough or funny enough. I think I think the BT Awards would um, call him for to host something, <laughs> but it's like what you know it's it's we we know about the BT Awards what you, they kind of want people who are you know doing something now type thing. Yeah, and I, his white wife didn't have anything to do with how he was perceived by black people. The problem is he played a very specific character on a TV show for almost 10 years. And when you do that, that means you're typecast as that person. Like a lot of people still don't know Alfonso's real name. They call him Carlton. Yeah. Like we say, Oh, that's Carlton. Mm-hmm. We saw him on in the house. We say that's Carlton <laughs> on in the house with LL Cool J. Yeah. 
like he was this <laughs> white acting black person this prim and proper nerdy rich dude yeah. nerdy guy that people saw as like a black guy trying to act white mm-hmm. you know doing the whole dance to it's not unusual all that shit yeah. So that's how people saw him because he got typecast. Same thing with Jaleel White. Yeah. You know, he couldn't do nothing after Urkel. And he was a good actor. He had to be because that character was nothing like him in real life. Yeah. But Jaleel White could not do anything after Family Matters ended because he was always going to be seen as Urkel. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, so like when you're typecast, that makes it hard no matter who you are. When you're this one specific, same thing with J.J. Evans after Good Times ended. We never saw anything from him again because he was J.J. all the time. He couldn't do nothing serious after being J.J. Mm-hmm. So yep. Carlton was always going to be seen as that type of guy no matter what he did. And it's unfortunate because he is talented, but he's had a very good career, all things considered. Yeah, I feel like he solidified in, you know, in the in the black culture as far as like the Fresh Prince alone. <laughs> you know yeah. He, you know, he played a, he played probably, I would probably say it was one of the best characters on that show because it, it was, it was ahead of his time. He, you know, it was, that's the, if you know that show that, or if you don't really watch that show, you know who he is. Mm-hmm. The way he dressed, it was, it was something totally different and he was funny. So I, I don't think it was a thing where, you know, uh, we saying he got a white wife and it, it held him back or something. I don't, I don't even think people. I don't. I don't even know if people knew he was even with a white wife. I'm sure everybody assumed. Yeah, <laughs> like, come on. yeah, but, but yeah, that's how that's how, that's how much we really wasn't in, in, in into his personal life like that. And you know, part of it could have been he was you know low key after that. But um, yeah, he doing this thing, doing hosting the um uh, American Funny Home videos. So I just. I don't know. I just feel like some people try to relate to, you know, like what's going on with black people at the current moment to say, hey, I'm going through racism, too. Yeah. 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 I I think that's what it is. You you see a lot of it. And some people. um, (laughs) Yeah. Some people, you know, you can tell the people that really don't go um, through it that much or kind of grew up a certain way. And so they try to insert themselves in the conversation too, like, "Oh, I was called the N word a bunch of times," and it's just like, uh, like, <laughs> like I don't think a lot, like, like in twenty twenty one, a lot of a lot of white people not sitting there calling anybody the N word. Mm-hmm. You might catch some people, you know, on a video or something, but it's not like it's it's not like the sixties where they calling you the N word. Mm-hmm. But it's but you always get those people that try to you know feel relatable to the situation, to you know to say hey I'm going through this too, so I, I feel like that was one of those moments. Yeah, I, I think so too. And since he brought up the BET Awards, um, I gotta also mention that BET Awards have been a lot more inclusive in the types of black people that are being brought up. It's not just rappers and not just. You know, what we what we stereotypically see as black, you know, they gave Lionel Richie his flowers and Lionel Richie came up there. He was like, I never thought I would be up on a BET Awards in my life. Every mm-hmm. type of music he made. Yeah. He never thought he would get his flowers from the BET Awards, but he did. Tyre, the creator, who never thought he would be at the BET Awards, did a performance at the BET Awards. And he said it was great. Mm-hmm. And he said he never thought he would be there. 
Yeah. So like Alfonso Ribeiro, like he could definitely be at the BET Awards. It, like it's possible. Yeah. It's not. It's not something that would never happen just because of you know his white wife or how he's perceived yeah. as being a white type of black person or whatever you would say. Yeah. I think it just got to make sense. Because um, they brought what B. What I like about BT sometimes they pay homage to some legendary shows, like even if it's just uh, um, they might bring the whole cast of. Um, remember that uh, this was around when Bernie Matt passed. They brought yeah. the whole cast of that show up there. You know what I mean? Or uh, I think it was when he passed, or years later after he passed, or something like that. But they will they will do a, a job of like bringing the old show back uh, to yeah. just at least read the names of the nominated people or something like that. So I could see them doing that maybe for the Fresh Prince or something like that. Maybe they doing some type of tribute or something. And I'm, I'm sure they you know his white wife won't you know that <laughs> that won't be the deal breaker. I'm, I'm yeah. sure I just think it got to make sense because what. Honestly, uh, I'm sure if he wanted to go, he could probably somehow go. But what I mean, what's the payoff for having them there? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, like I said, I, I'm just tired of the plight of the interrelation relationship thing. I'm tired of oh, people make comments and look at us. Like everybody gets that, man. Like you, you know what you were facing when you chose your person, and you accepted that. So. I, I'm tired of hearing it, but just just be with who you want to be with in peace. You know, I'm not going to call nobody a coon or a sellout or a bad wench, whatever people want to say on the internet. I don't care about that. But just I'm tired of the complaining and the, oh, I'm so traumatized and marginalized because of who I date and the interrelational relationship thing. Like, uh, I'm also I don't very care. proud that my wife is white. My wife is white. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about your white wife, man. Keep that to yourself um and be happy don't worry about what other people think or say because i mean that you're gonna get that shit regardless that's what yeah. our parents taught us man very simple life lessons here mm-hmm. um anything else going on mm, let me, let that me, we gotta talk about real quick let me make sure ain't nothing trending right now yeah i know right yeah because <laughs> as soon as i get home like damn this yeah, shit happened some shit popped up yeah um no nah, nothing i see nothing i see so mm. let's go ahead and, and wrap this thing up man uh, which video should i play Fuck mm. it. yeah oh, y'all know what that yeah. means it means it's time to end another great episode of the gym dudes podcast thank all y'all for listening whoever you are day ones or day 265 i don't know how many days we've been doing this shit now but we are at 172 or day yesterday (laughs) yep so we appreciate all y'all listening to the podcast again shout out to black lux that's bld as in victor cklux.com thank y'all for supporting and sponsoring this month doing the giveaway with with the gift card appreciate all y'all who are participating in that contest and entered Hopefully you got something. If not, we're going to do some more giveaways soon, probably at some point. So, yeah, y'all stay tuned. Um, also, thank you to Jasmine for all she does behind the scenes, always grinding and helping us out. Um, also, tabtechunlocksim.com. Yes, sir. Our, our day one supporter tab has a website up. 
he has a SIM card that you um you can use to unlock your iPhone or iPad. <laughs> um, is a very affordable price for what you get and what you do for it. He's also selling iPod or AirPods, <laughs> and he's selling cases, and he's also doing iPhone glass repair. He's doing iPhone 11, 8, X, 12, and SE 2020 mm. glass repair. And he will fix up your broken ass cell phone. You can't be sending, letting your hoes see your broken screen. That's a turn off. They don't like that shit. You don't want to cut your finger on the damn broken screen. <laughs> Go ahead, get that fixed, and let the hoes appreciate your new and new and spiffy phone. So y'all make sure y'all visit tabtechunlocksim.com. See what he has to offer. Good dude. He will do right by you. Let him know we sent you. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you tune in every week to uh, In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. Figgy, the curator of the vibes, <laughs> is always doing his thing on the ones and twos, as they say. Um, good show. A lot of stuff if you're into Houston sports. It's been a very, very busy couple of weeks. So make sure you stay tuned and see what's going on there. Um, Subscribe to and, the YouTube, too. Uh, yes. Jim's Juice Podcast YouTube channel. Got some good shit on there. Yeah, we got some good interviews, man. Look, I got to tell y'all, number one, I'm at work and I watch a lot of YouTube videos and podcasts and stuff. We Our videos is something you could watch in the background while you're doing some other things at your job. Treat it like a podcast. Mm-hmm. We have some good exclusive interviews on that YouTube page that we, not, that we did not put in the podcast. So you're going to hear some stuff you did not even hear before. Uh, we have a dope interview with the uh, operations manager of Radio One, Terry Thomas. Uh, it's good in, good conversation if you're in the radio and just general business advice to begin with. So make sure y'all check out and subscribe to our YouTube page. Check out the videos. Good content there. Good stuff from our good friends and guests. So, yes. Um, anything else? That's it, man. All right, for all y'all listening and for everybody out there, we appreciate y'all. And until next time, peace. Ask me to go.